sit back and relax while I listen to Train Kickers podcast. I'm Dave, and along with my co-hosts Stan and Steve, we're going to take you all on the world of adventure wargaming. On tonight's episode, we continue our uh, ever-present uh, march through the legions for Horse Heresy. In particular, tonight we are going over the Night Lords. So, just as always, we're going to discuss everything about them except for Rights of War and the Primarch. And now, on to the show. Right, and on tonight's episode, we're going to be continuing our discussions of the various legions for Horus Heresy. In particular, tonight we're going over the Eighth Legion, the Night Lords. Um, as we've done for all the other ones going to the past as well as going forward, we're going to go through everything about this legion, sans the Rites of War as well as the Primarch. We'll get to those at a later point. We also, in particular, are going to be looking at anything that they put out in terms of the Exemplar units. They do have one there. And anything they have in terms of the Legacy units, which they have a few there as well. Um, for discussion of the fluff, we've realized none of us are exactly familiar with all of their fluff. So we're going to probably round robin this to a certain extent. But um, Steve is kind of up starting. He was willing to take that. So why don't you uh, why don't you tell us you know what you know about these uh, these dark boys here? Yeah. So the Night Lords are a legion with a uh, they have lots of um, callbacks to old fluff in the sense that. They are full of convicts. It's literally a legion that was founded not even on convicts, but um, the children of convicts that grew up in prisons on ancient Terra for their first like founding wave. I think they were called the Children of the Night or something like that. And then um, as the legion grows, like you know, continues to bring in the more bloodthirsty, more unhinged i guess you could say members of society and then eventually they get to nostromo and they meet their good friend um you know mr conrad kurz and he's like yeah you know i, I cleaned up my planet so you know i cleaned up my legion too and uh lo and behold his planet was only kept in control through the fear he caused same deal with his legionnaires except eventually they stop respecting him and and Behind his back, they're, they're back to their good old-fashioned murderous ways. And then in front of his face, they're back to their good old murderous ways. And, uh, yeah, as a legion, um, even before the Horus Heresy, they were on the cusp of censure. Um, they started getting um, less and less supply, re you know, upgrades and stuff, which meant that they had primarily... Mark three armor, some Mark four armor, but very limited amounts of Mark six armor, for example, at the outside of the heresy, because they were on the, the naughty list. Um, for whatever reason that, you know, the loyal society, hey, you know, these guys, they're great. You know, let's bring them along with us to go uh, tell Horace, no, no, don't you rebel. And uh, lo and behold, the space Marines they could barely control um, weren't on their side. Um. I'll pitch in a little bit. These guys are very much, if you're going to do the job, do it right, no matter what the means. Um, <laughs> I, I, as you were talking, you know what it kind of reminded me of? Like, this is like straight up like Batman, dark Batman DC universe kind of shit. We're not talking, oh, Batman, he doesn't kill anyone. No, we're talking Batman takes a Mac 10 and shoots like the, the criminal's family in front of his face to make sure that criminal doesn't do crime again. Um, this is like, I don't even know how to describe. Yeah, they're just they they when they do the job, they do it right the first time, and that's their kind of their motto. You know, why subdue six planets 
when you can flay this the skin off of living people and children on the first planet and all the other planets become subdued. Um, almost kind of a very Vietnam War era shit. <laughs> like it's it they're they're nasty, man. Um they yeah, they were on the they were right on the tip of censure right before the heresy broke out. Again, you know, putting the flayed skin of your enemies on your tanks, probably not what the Imperial Truth wanted in the first place. Um, and what's really cool because um, their tactics, when we talk about their tactics later and their Legio traits, which I think are really cool, I'll talk about that later, uh, if given the chance, um, <laughs> really look like it's like a prison. It's a, like, like a prison gang up. They fight like, like criminals. And I think that's just neat. <laughs> like they're, they're, their fluff matches their rules pretty damn neatly. Oh yeah, no, it, it definitely. I mean, they have a unit called a terror squad, and, and it mentions in there that it, it was designed. Its sole purpose was exactly as it was named. It was meant to instill fear. It's not that the squad's goal was necessarily to kill you. It was to scare the hell out of, say, the planet they were trying to pacify or whatever it may be. Um, it also mentions in the book going through it how you know, not going too much into Primarchs and all, but you know, most of them had some bit of psychic powers. Or, or psychic abilities. Kurs had essentially precognition or premonitions. Most of them all just horrible and dark. He was able to, you know, <laughs> foresaw his own death and everything like that. And it does mention that essentially at the time of the heresy, he pretty much goes entirely insane. And the Legion is ripped apart by it because you know, some of them form their own small warring bands. Some of them don't follow any of this. Um, so there's a lot of infighting and all of that. So he, you know, at least what's in here, it seems like he kind of, they were somewhat doomed from the start and then only actually got worse when they got their Primarch where some legions probably felt like they got stronger. Um, it might've been what kind of put a nail in a coffin for them to almost some extent. But, um, yeah, I, honestly, I haven't read any of their particular books. I know they do have some particular books. I know, like, Spencer's a big fan of theirs. He actually has a tattoo on his arm for Night Lords. Really? Yes. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I, it might be their actual symbol or something like that. I want, I, I know for, I know for a fact that has, like, the bat wings coming off the side, but I don't remember the, the middle, um, exactly, but it's more of the 40k look to it because he was never a 30k player. So, and I know sometimes the symbols change over time. So it'd be a much more current one. But yeah, it's on his, I want to say left arm, but I could be incorrect about that. But, all right. Um, what? Uh, so who wants to take the uh, I'll do the it. trait ah, for these murder it. hobos? I will absolutely do it. I love these guys. Yeah. Or at least I love their trait. I love their trait. It is very fluffy. So uh, their legion, Astartes rule, is called a talent for murder, which very apt. Uh, when a unit made up entirely of models with this special rule attacks during the fight subphase, or make a shooting attack against an enemy that unit that is pinned, falling back, or outnumbered by an attack, uh, it gains a bonus of plus one to all wound and armor penetration rolls made during the shooting attack or assault. Uh, and just, it kind of goes into the next part, which is when determining when a unit is outnumbered, models with the bulky special rule count as the number of models in the parentheses, and models with the vehicle unit type count as uh, 10 models for the purpose of outnumbering another unit. So I actually love this rule. Um, it's one of those rules where it's a little bit more complicated to play with 
Um, it's not yeah. as simple as like, you know, plus one hit for Imperial Fist. Um, but it's a really, really cool rule. First of all, the idea that they get plus one to wound on pinned, falling back and outnumbered really plays to that idea of them shooting down people who are running away. That's just mwah, beautiful. But um, the fact that when they outnumber someone, they get plus one to wound, and that's a massive thing. So um, we've already talked about like plus one to hit, how massive that is. Um, especially with the new weapon skill chart, where if you're like one above or you know you're one below, you're already hitting on five. So one plus one to hit, you know, hitting on twos. What was the math on that, Steve? Uh, going it's from an threes extra to sixteen percent per die that you, per pip. So yeah, no, it was a very good plus one to wound. In my opinion, and this is completely hundred percent my opinion, um, I think it's better than plus one to hit, only because now contemptors are a and it's also plus one armor pen i should point out so side note it's also plus one armor pen i think that now contemptors are a thing um and oh, terminators yeah, i believe are bulky yes they are bulky too um i think that the plus one to wound is even stronger than it was in this edition than it was in the previous edition because the ability to outnumber a contemptor with um power fists or even a Paragon Blade now hit wounds on a four, not a five. Um, stuff like that is just, or sorry, it goes from a six to a five? Six to a five. Stuff like that is just yeah. a lot of things just change up. Um, and, that's all, and that's just not even including like normal tactical Marines. Now you're wounding tactical Marines on threes instead of fours. That's, I, I don't know. It's just, to me, I feel like the wounding is a little bit more important than the hitting. Um, so It doesn't help for things like, yeah, go ahead. It de- so it depends on the math. So let's say you're going against spa- uh, uh, some standard space marines. We can talk about bigger things later. Um, st- statistically, it, you know, uh, in terms of you know, looking at it one way or the other, you can statistically talk about the fact that it's the same because you have an extra on one side versus the other. Because let's say you're shooting a bolt at a space marine. Um, you could be threes and fours or fours and threes. Um, oh, sorry, three, threes and threes instead of twos and threes. But let, let's say it was on equal numbers or something. The big thing is when you can hit easier, you have more dice on average getting through that have the ability to wound, where the other way have a few less. So you could make some arguments there. What it really boils down to when, when things are nice and equal, when you're sitting all on fours, let's say, and you could shift one way or the other, it doesn't really make a difference. Um, the wounding instead of the hitting is going to help a lot more on something that you already hit on a reasonable number on, but was a lot, was, um, was just tougher than you. So your ability to wound it was near nothing. So there is some spots. I would say, no, when you're talking about like a, you know, like chain fist going against a contemptor and all, that's not really the spot that helps. I would rather get to hit there instead of to wound, but on something that say I'm already still hitting on fours, but I was needing sixes to wound, that's when you might start feeling it a little bit better. Chain fist is strength 10 or strength eight? It's double your strength. So for most things, it'd be strength eight. So it's threes ah, instead of twos. You're from threes to twos, though. Yeah, the, I, yeah the, I would rather, since it's it, I'll get, on average, a lot less hits through that wound easier, I'd rather have more hits come through because then there's a larger pool of chance to get more wounds in. Again, on a small die pool, it's not going to make a difference, but, or, or that, sorry, I should say, that's when you really see the difference. Law of averages, and most of this will average out in terms of either one, really. 
again, some stuff can skew off the numbers. But when you're talking about your own smaller pools where dice averages are not a thing, if you roll 10 dice, there's no such concept as, as averages to that. You can talk about the average, but rolling outside of it isn't the craziest thing. When you have such a small pool, averages only come into play with large numbers. So when you have a small amount and you could have that variance, that's really where mm. it would start to shine a little more. Okay. Okay. And, and I'll put it in. Okay. Go ahead. It depends a lot on what you're attacking. Oh, absolutely. Because if you are attacking a contemptor, um, hitting on twos with, with a bolter, let's say, right? You're shooting it. Hitting on twos increases your output by 25%. Because you're increasing your hit rate by yep. from four out of six results to five out of six results. or so 25% more hits. But when it comes to the wounds... You're going from wounding on sixes to wounding on fives. That's doubling your output. So it very much depends on the numbers involved. Yeah. Yeah. With, with, okay. with the with the non-uniformity in the game, some things it is a big bonus on the wound. Other things would be a bigger bonus on the hit. In general, though, um, I kind of like to hit just a little bit more because then you have more options to wound. And, and correct me if I'm wrong on this. It's a bonus of plus one to wound under the conditions. That's fine. But if I couldn't wound it before, I still can't wound it now. So, like, my guy who's correct. shooting a strength four bolter, he still can't hurt, uh, like, a leviathan. So the plus one to wound, not that the plus uh, one hit would help you, but he's not hurting. He's not doing Correct. Anything. Because yeah. the table cuts you off and says, you can't wound this. Yeah. And a plus one to the roll doesn't change what the table says. Yep. So. It's funny. Against the Contemptor, Night Lords are better at shooting bolters than Iron Warriors. But against the Leviathan, Iron Warriors are technically infinitely better because they can do it and Night Lords can't. Yeah. And that's a skew model, obviously. I mean, it's out now in plastic. And um, to date the Poskets a little bit, today's the 8th of August when we're recording it. They've shown what's on pre-order for next week, which is the other Leviathan. So... It, you know, it's it's a bit of an out there model or a little bit of a skew model, but you're going to see them, so they're worth kind of talking about there. I mean, overall, it's very good. It it, it does mean you got to bring some big squads. I mean, term, terminators do the fun. Fun fact: there's no rule that says dreadnoughts count as more than one model for this. They don't have bulky, and this gives them no specific provision. Dreadnoughts count as 10 for vehicles with a transport-based special rule, but they themselves don't count as 10 for this. Really? They're not bulky? I didn't even... I, I, it hasn't come up, yeah. so I've never thought about I it. I but... had to do a deep dive on this, because one of my local guys does play Night Lords. Like, all right, let me just read up on this, and yeah, yeah no. They, um, they count as one model for this. Which is weird, because you see a, a few people out there doing all contemptor lists for night lords i guess because it's cool gives you a nice large canvas put your skulls and your lightning bolts and everything on but they're not yeah bonus Dread no dad they're dreadnoughts oh, i keep forgetting this fucking yeah they're not vehicles anymore goddamn nomenclature huh it, it still is a really nice rule it does mean though for a lot of your squads you're not going mins on anything because if you're going min, you're probably not getting it unless you put some damage down. So you want to go... I'm not saying you have to go 20-man squads when it's allowed. You could. But you at least want to throw a couple extra guys in there. Um, but 
I like it. It's a good ability. But it is funny. It, it, yeah, it, it's like, again, very fluffy. Oh, absolutely. Like, or pin right. Take a bunch of pinning weapons, you'll have it then. Yes, lots of pinning, lots of, um, you know, morale breaking. Those things will also help trigger this rule. Yeah, then so, Night Lords around. absolutely love their rotor cannons. The one, uh, the one local player to one of the stores I go to, Red Seal Gaming, I, I gave them like five of, of the, the rotor cans and all because I'm, I'm not going to use these things. They're like strength three. I don't care. It won't help me because pinning's fine, but I got plenty of other things I want to put points into. But he wants them because obviously he's going to make, you know, good size squads with, you know, maybe multiple squads with those, try to pin them, and now I get my bonuses no matter what. Oh, yeah, they wound on fours now. <laughs> Yikes. If you happen to outnumber already, yeah. yes, but it's, it's more of a way to pin the unit initially, yeah. opening up the plus one to everything else. But still, could you imagine, like, not, uh, no, sorry, I, they can only go to 10-man size, right, the heavy support squads? Uh, it's okay. a normal support squad for rotor cannons, but yeah, it's only 10. Yeah, it's 10. 10? Oh, okay. Could, could you imagine 20 of them? <laughs> I would laugh. I, what they do at 10, they would, in my mind, wouldn't do better at 20 for the amount of points you're going to throw into them. I'd rather two 10s of those than one 20 block. Oh, okay. If you could. One, remember, you only take the one pinning test. Even if I do like five wounds to you, you're only going to take one test off of that. So I'd rather more options at it because I have another unit or I can target other units or I can break it apart. I mean, at strength so three, I'm not forced. necessarily causing you tons and tons of damage. I'm more of trying to fish for a pin. But I don't know. That's me. All right. Um, we can move on. So gross. It can be. It absolutely can be. Yeah. Um, all right. So anyone in particular want to take the advanced reaction? Okay, hearing nothing, I can do it then. That's absolutely fine. <laughs> it's always so much reading. <laughs> uh, that's okay. Um, standard advanced reaction things in the beginning, all of that. So it's called the better part of valor. The advanced reaction can be made once per battle during the assault phase when enemy unit declares a charge targeting a friendly unit under the active player's control. That is a Night Lord's special rule. So it's during the charge phase when they choose to charge you. Before the charge is resolved, the unit, target unit falls back as if it had failed a morale check, but it immediately regroups once the move is complete and suffers none of the usual restrictions for a unit that is regrouped and may move, run, charge, and make shooting attacks as normal. If this movement causes the unit, sorry, the target unit, to move more than 12 inches from or out of line of sight of the charging unit, then the active player may redirect the charge to a target another enemy unit within range. But... If this unit remains within 12 inches and line of sight, so if that you can validly charge them, you must attempt the original charge. So you must try to charge them if you actually are physically allowed to. If the fallback causes this reaction force, sorry, reaction forces the reacting unit to reach the edge of the battlefield, it immediately stops moving and regroups, but suffers none of the usual restrictions for a unit that has regrouped and may do the normal move, run, charge, and so on. Um, I... I've never played against Night Lords. I saw them played once um, when I was like kind of overseeing a game, helping people out with some rules and all. And it, it, he didn't end up using the advanced reaction. And until the last line, I was worried about what happens if you run off the edge of the board. Okay, you can't run off the edge. I'm very, very happy. Yeah, about I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I didn't read ahead. I don't know all the reactions if I haven't played the army or haven't had to teach someone the army or discuss the army. Um, all right. I, I think it is nice and clearly worded. 
because here's one that talks about if you can't charge them, you get to charge another. And this goes a little bit stronger into our idea when we were discussing, I think it was Emperor's Children. This explicitly states you then get to do something different because standard rules are if I don't say you can, it's a permissive rule set, you're not allowed to, but we're still hoping for some FAQs there. Um, but I will say the fact that you're able to target someone else really lowers my liking of this. Um, well, don't forget, if you have a Legion Vexilla, yeah. you could choose to only fall back 1d6. So it's odd, it's a 7-inch charge. I don't really like the 7-inch charge. I'm going to roll the d6, and I mean, I roll a 6 every time. Like, ask anyone to actually game with. I roll a 6 every time, but that means I didn't roll a 12. So uh, you could stretch the charge farther if you have a Vexilla in that unit, for example. I, I, I did see someone play this on... um on YouTube, mm-hmm. where he fell back with his assault squad because he did not like the charge that was coming in, and they were not moderately close to the board, but enough that, like, if you rolled average on 3d6, he'd be off the board, but if he got to the edge, he wasn't going to be able to be charged, and he rolled, like, a 60, or, like, a something like a 15 on three dice. It was nuts. Um, but he doesn't flee off the edge, and with that extra movement, like, of the 16, he just lined his assault marines along the edge of the board, and the, the, I think it was a Terminator squad that was charging him, got just shit out of luck because they weren't able to charge. And I thought it was hilarious. I thought that was you, like an excellent use of it. Yeah, and don't forget, you also regroup at the end of the fallback in this yeah. reaction, which means if you go too far, you can pull okay, back. well, I, I, I react, you know, I decided to do my regroup move, initiative inches back towards you to just be within that 12 to technically yep. be a valid charge. Yeah, I, and I think to some extent that's what you might need to know if they're charging something and there's no other valid targets anywhere nearby that's fine i i just imagine larger games where you have a good amount of units and say their giant block of terminators are coming in i don't want them to charge this unit my guys are going to fall back and i would absolutely have that concern if i fall back if i fall back too far maybe there's another not quite as juicy of a target because they weren't the ones you targeted first but still a really good target because now you do get the redirect um is it with being able to regroup 2d6 minus your initiative to try and make sure you stay in 12 or plus to get farther back sure yeah it, yeah if you just want to get entirely out of there you can or even just like line of sight maybe you don't roll that far back but your so your your fallback is direct is towards your edge and all but your regrouping could be in any direction you want so you could actually just try to get some cover or get out of line of sight and all um I'll put it this way. The minimum, mm. the minimum you could go with this is five inches. And that's because you're in heavy armor for minus one to, sorry, no, only reactions. All right, the minimum you're going to get is six inches because mm. it's two dice and then four more for your initiative. Yep. So you could get at least six inches away. And if you are a jump pack unit and you don't have any banners or anything, then you're going at most, got 18 for. Um, 22, yeah. but you can cut that down by an amount. Um, if you have the Vexilla, then you have so much control of where you end up. Because you could say, yeah, okay, I rolled a, you know, I wanted to go not that far away, just a little far away. You have, you know, that 5 to 10 inch range that you're going to be somewhere inside of. You have a lot of control over this move, so I think this is extremely strong, and it it's also fluffy for them. It makes sense for Night Lords to be picking and choosing where they fight 
because lore wise, they only get into the fights they know they can win. If yeah, they don't they know they're going to win it, they're not going to yeah. go there in the first place. Yeah. Because, like it says, this is the better part of Valor. Yeah. I, I you know what? I it reminds me of the um. It reminds me a little bit of the White Scar, like not as powerful as the White Scar one. But you know how like we were talking about how powerful the White Scar one just for the ability to reposition the army. This one I obviously is not repositioning the army. It's repositioning one unit. But I feel like the the ability to reposition is just so powerful, especially in the middle of a game. Because redeploy, redeploy is such a powerful ability. And that's just before the game. Repositioning, I think, especially when you have like this. And you don't have the, the, the hangups of falling off the board. Yeah, I like this. I like this one. I don't mind it. Um, and again, this might be something maybe when you play it out, you do have a little bit more of that control. Uh, a bunch of my squads, I don't have Vexillas on. So, I mean, if you are maybe as a Night Lords player, maybe that's something you want to consider a little more strongly. Because one, you do want to be winning combats because um, you figure you are maybe a little bit more geared towards close combat. Not Not entirely... But some of your fun stuff is meant for that. And probably what's maybe a little more fun for you is the close combat. But being able to do a 1d6 fallback instead of the 2d6. I can just see the 2d6. You know, I you know, I hope I get like a little bit of a distance. And you just roll huge. And even in the 4 inches further up, you're a little too far. Or maybe there's some other really tasty units around. Um, this one I could see being one that maybe I just... Some of them are worthwhile to save for a long time. This one, I could see something that you're waiting and trying to save and trying to time perfectly and just never use it. So if if you know okay. that it can make sure you don't get charged because I'll get out of the range, you know, just use it. Don't try to get too cute with it. But it's it's not bad. I'm, okay. I'm just it's not not my favorite compared to other things. That's okay. All right. Uh, we are on to some Warlord traits, and they always do. It, it, I haven't read every single Legion. Is this true? Because so far, everyone I think has had like three. Did they? Did they do this for us so that way it works out perfectly? Ultramarines only has two. Who does? I'm sorry. Ultramarines. Oh well, they're they lame. Only two. Okay. <laughs> not everyone might not have it, but so far everyone has, and it's worked out <laughs> awesome. And I like you that. You love how quick that response was. Jesus. Yeah. You. He gave no qualms whatsoever. Nope. Honestly, I have nothing against Ultramarines. They're absolutely fine. But so fuck those guys. <laughs> Theoretical, <laughs> Ultramarines are acceptable. Practical, this is Night Lords. Let's go. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. Uh, who wants to take the first one then? Who wants Warmonger? I think oh. I'm next to, I'm next in the circle. I think there we go. Dan covered the Legion trait. Circle. So I guess I'll take a list, tackle this one. Warmonger. This is the traitor only um, trait for the Legion. Um, it's a world trait called Digma Traitors. Surprise, surprise. Um, a warlord with this trait, and a unit he has joined, gains bonus of plus one to all hit rolls made when targeting enemy units that include one or more models for the independent character, special rule, and loyalist allegiance. Further, if the warlord with this trait includes the attachment with the Sons of Horse faction, the warlord in a unit he joins gains the fearless special rule. In addition, oh my goodness, so many additions. <laughs> uh, we get an extra shooting phase reaction. So this is one of those ones that gets benefits from allies. We saw this with the white scars as well. Um, and it very heavily says that you want to be playing a game where it's clearly defined, I'm loyalist and you're traitor. 
Um, I think that these rules are great, though. Plus one to hit characters is a nice benefit because, well, independent character, specifically. Which does limit it compared to Firewing, right? That's all characters? Uh, no, Firewing is independent characters as well. It is independent, yeah. okay. So this makes your Warlord a Warlord Hunter, essentially. Um, there's going to be two, at least one, usually two to three units that will have the independent characters attached. And like just plus one's nice. You could do it for shooting, you could do it for melee. Um, and that'll stack nicely with the plus one to wound if you happen to also outnumber them or they're pinned or they're falling back or what have you. Um, just be ready to fight characters if you're taking this one. Yeah. Um, I, I like that we've seen this sort of trait before um, on some of the other legions where it's like, okay, you get plus one to hit if it's, say, independent characters and all. What kind of hits a little bit nicer when it's Night Lords is because you're getting plus one to hit the unit with the independent character. And if I can out number you and i'm probably my war my um my warlord's unit i'm probably going to try and take in a way that i will outnumber you or at least i give myself the absolute best chance which means i probably will have a plus one wound as well um means that you're going to be able to put out a whole lot more damage and they said hey take your ally take some sons of horus and now you're fearless as well so that's it's a good one it's nice it's a strong one i like that one but just just play with the other enemy and call them a loyalist either way. Don't do a thing of where then you don't get your bonus because uh, you chose yeah, the wrong no, warlord trait. Oh, okay, so I'll be honest. Again, I've watched so many battle reports. Yeah. I have yet to see someone do that shit. Like I've seen everyone be like, "Oh yeah, it's traitor only. It's whatever." You know, it's it's loyalist. Like it, it, no one has yet pulled the play of well, technically. You know, so far, people have been nice. But, well, I, I agree, and they should be. But also keep in mind, you're watching a battle report. If you're doing a battle report, you you, you figured out ahead of time of what you're doing, unless this is at like a tournament. Sure. I, you know, if I'm coming in with this, you know what I'm going to play. We've arranged that we're doing a battle report. We've arranged we're filming it. You're not going to take a trait that you can't use against me. That wouldn't even be a discussion ever had. Sure, 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 you sure, sure. Right, 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 right. Uh, which other of the other two do you want, Dan? I want. I kind of want Flame Master. I haven't read it yet, but it just sounds awesome. It does. So I want. That. I'll, I'll, I'll take the Jeddak Clan Lord. Uh, sure. Was that just one of the places on his homeworld? I assume. Okay. Um. So a warlord with this trait and all models that are part of a unit he joins gain the counterattack one special rule, and nor all penalties through the movement and charge rolls due to terrain. And, me, and may reroll all failed dangerous terrain tests that they're called upon to make. In addition, if this is your warlord, you get an extra reaction in the opponent's movement phase, which fits very fittingly with what it does. Um, I, I don't know how I feel about this. Counterattack one is nice, because that means I don't care if I get charged. For, Honestly, sometimes it's better if I get charged. If I have no other bonus, let's assume you don't have anything else cool that happens when you get charged uh, or when you charge. That means if you charge me, I still get to make a reaction to it. Maybe I get to shoot you, hurt you. Now I can outnumber you, and I still get the bonus attack. You get your bonus as well, or I can disorder you. You don't get the extra attack, and I do. Um, and, and Let me just fact check that real fast. Yeah. Because I feel like the reactions might affect that. As a rule, but go on. Uh, what do you mean? Oh, 
I feel like counterattack does not work if you set to defend. Oh. I feel like I read something. Okay. No, that could absolutely be a thing. Yeah. Okay. Hold the line does means you do not get the counterattack bonus. Got it. Okay. Specifically, okay. it says it under counterattack. But you can okay. still overwatch. Okay. So I can still shoot you, but I can't hold on. That makes sense. You know. Um, and honestly, you probably would want to shoot them up first anyway. Because, again, you have a better chance at maybe causing some damage, lowering numbers to help guarantee that you're getting your bonuses and all. But, no, that makes a lot of sense. Um, maybe after the third one, I'll decide how I feel this one. So far, it's fine. Um, I haven't... How much have you guys run into dangerous terrain so far? A lot. Because I play Thalax yeah. with the playtest rules. Oh, well, because you, you have guys with jetpacks, right? Yeah. Okay, so... <laughs> That's a... And Night Lords do have a lot of, like, they, um, I'm not going to say this is how you play Night Lords, but I do see a lot of Night Lord players with Assault Marines or with, um, oh, crap, what are their special jump jack? I mean, they go to 40k, too. Um, Night Raptors. Oh, God. Raptor Squad. But Night, Night Raptors, Raptor, yeah. So, yeah. So, I could see it. And I, they, listen, Dangerous Terrain for me sucks. Because <laughs> you roll a one, it's just remove a model. Now, thankfully, I'm multi-wound. Not remove or move, I'm gonna take a wound. Thankfully, I'm multi wound on most of my shit, but it's just like that does suck <laughs> if you have one moon, moon models, which most of these guys like it. it's, it's... very well might be. You're you know, if yeah. your normal jump pack guy is going to be, um, overall, it's good. I, right. I, I, I started to like it more than the first one just because it's a little bit more utility, but it's not bad. All right. What happened? Tell us about this uh, skin ripping there. To totally loyalist, right? You're um, allowed to. Flame Doesn't out. say you can't. Yeah. A warlord with this trait gains the fear one special rule, and each time that warlord is part of a combat that results in all enemy units being destroyed by having all their models removed as casualties or as part of a swoon advance, as a, or part of a challenge in which the enemy combatant is removed as a casualty, it has increased the value of the special rule by ooh, plus one. Up to a maximum of three. So you can have up to fear three. Uh, and in addition, your extra reaction is in the assault phase. Huh. Okay, I have to... Steve, do you have it on offhand? Can you brush me up on fear again? So I don't it's have to a it is a 12-inch aura of minus one leadership. Yep. For Ooh. several different things. Ooh. I believe it's just morale and pinning, but I'll double check. I kind of like this trait. I think this one's very, very good. Um, yeah, I really like this trait. Makes people run away, which is what you want. Um, it stacks, so like imagine like a minus three, like Jesus. Um, yeah, I I cautiously saying I like this one over all the rest of them. And you know what? You get an extra assault phase, which in my opinion is something you want with the Night Lords. I do like that each of their traits is a different phase. Unlike some of them where everything was shooting or it was like, you know, two assaults and a shooting or what have you. Like, this is a nice bread. So if you really liked one phase's reactions, you could lean into it while still keeping your legion traits. Exactly. So so for fear, because I did open up, yeah, it's a 12-inch bubble. They, they lower the leadership for any morale checks, regroup, or pinning. Um, the one downside to this is... Enemy units that are locked in combat are only affected by this modifier if they're locked in combat with the unit that causes fear. So you do get the bubble, 
but it's not going to help your other close combat units unless your unit is the one that's in that combat. Okay. Yeah. So a little tiny bit limiting, but still yeesh. It, <laughs> like imagine, okay, so it, the, what makes this more powerful for me is the fact that it could also be in a challenge. Like, okay, you destroy a unit entirely or sweep them. That happens maybe once or twice with the Warlord unit, right? Mm-hmm. During a game. Maximum maybe three times. But how, you know, could in my, in my special mind, right? You do a challenge. Your Warlord kills the Sergeant or whatever you put up uh, to kill, right? Mm-hmm. You win the combat. You sweep them. Now that's plus two. You're already at three for the rest of the game. Right? Am I doing uh, the math let's right? Let's see. So if they're all destroyed in any way, or that is part of a challenge in which the enemy combatant. Oh, the or. Okay, never mind. Um, ye- well, no, 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 no. So Because y- you go in the challenge one turn and then kill off the unit the next. Would it have to be that way? So you get it if any if if it's part of a combat that results in everyone being killed, or that is part of a challenge, I don't, I don't know if that or is meant to be you can't have both, but that or could be more of meant because those are very different things. Either I kill everyone or I kill the guy you challenged me with. I don't, okay. I don't know, but even even so, it's still good. Yeah, <laughs> I do, I don't know the way I'd want to read that. I. To me, I would say probably your both is okay because it doesn't say once per turn. If you weren't allowed both, I would like to for it to have said something. But I, I could see it being read potentially either way. I don't think it's I don't think it spells out which way you have to do it. But it doesn't say you can't score it more than once. So and it's capped at a at a plus two essentially total anyway. So I think that's okay. If it wasn't capped, then we'd have a problem. Uh, oh my! <laughs> fear ten, bitches. Yeah. Well, just <laughs> is that, don't don't lose the combat. Because remember, fear only hurts you if you lose. I was gonna say just Batman's quote, and I forgot Batman's quote. What is it? A uh, I am the knight. <laughs> oh, for Batman. <laughs> I thought you were gonna go with um, Darth Vader from the comic, where um, the rebel soldiers around him yell that he is surrounded, and he says. Uh, all I'm surrounded by is fear and dead men. And the next page, oh, yes. he's killed all of them. Um, all right, so that, that's World of Trits. All, all pretty good. Um, I don't know if anyone has a particular favorite for any reason, but... I mean, the last one's just the most fun, I think. Agreed. It's good, too. Like, it is fun, but it actually is good. It, w- it will do good things for you, especially if you want to pin enemies. And that's kind of what your army's want- wanting to do, you know? A pinning test, if you can get to minus three on a normal squad, you're probably getting pinned. You're looking at, like, maybe a five on your leadership. Even, like, a Terminator squad. Uh, oh, no. Well, Terminators are inexorable. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um, so we are skipping Rights of War for the moment, especially because um, I don't know if we've went through it quite enough to be able to do that. So we are on to the Armory. Um. Anyone have any particular feelings of what they want to talk about here? There's actually only two things in the main part of the armory. Because I, I put the upgrades as a separate thing. I, I'll do the chain weapons because they're actually kind of interesting. Yeah. So, uh, the Nostromen chain. No, yeah, Nostromen. Nostromen? 
No Nostromo is the plan. There's no from accents. Nostromo. Okay, yeah. okay, because there were no accents. I'm like, is that where the uh, emphasis goes? Anyway. So, any model with the character subtype and the Legion of Stardust Night Lord special rule makes change a power weapon for a chain blade or chain glaive for 10 points a model or a headmaster's axe. Oh, yeah. For 15 points a model. Headmen's axe. Uh, and these are all. What headmasters. Oh, hey. Yeah, a little bit, but it's all right. <laughs> Headsman's axe for 15 points. And these are all chain weapons, they're not power weapons. So, a chain blade is plus one strength, AP three, melee, shred, and breaching six. <laughs> a chain glaive is plus two strength, AP three, melee, two-handed, shred, breaching six. And then the headsman axe, probably one of my more favorite melee weapons, is times two strength, AP three, Melee, two-handed, shred, and breaching. On the six again, yeah. Yes, on the six. So, I kind of like these weapons. Um, the Headsman's Axe, even though it's only breach six, which kind of could suck, is shred and times two strength. Meaning, if you get that breach... Uh, and they fail that invul, and you're attacking at initiative here, you kill that model. Most likely, more often than not. Um, so, I, yeah, and I like their other weapons too, like their chain blade, and it's a character subtype, so you can give it to your sergeants. But yeah, I really like the Headsman's Axe. That's kind of my favorite one. Anyway, sorry, that's just my yeah, two cents. Well, we talk about it to give our sense. That's literally all this is, is our opinions <laughs> the whole time. Um, I think you only give it to your characters and not independent characters or anything like that, because I think there's just so much better weapons for those. Um, especially for the points, because it is 10 minimum. I'm just looking at, like, um, I mean, it would make sense what, like, uh, the spoilers. What ca What is their sergeant options? Power weapons are 10 points, so it's essentially the same cost as that. Um, power fist is 15, which would be this, although the power fist was at initiative, but, you know, um, AP2 the whole time. I could see it on your sergeant type models because it's the same sort of cost as your power weapon. They're both AP3 and the, the shred is nice because at least I'm getting to reroll if it doesn't go through. I mean, breaching instead of like some of those ones are rending instead. I'm, I'm you know, a weapon that's on base strength. I'm not hoping for that. And this one is plus one strength. Which is good compared to, say, the base power weapon. Um, you can take a heavy chainsword for two instead. I'm not sure. Well, that has no AP. Yeah, so it's a lot cheaper, but doesn't have the AP, which is absolutely necessary. I mean, an AP3 weapon that has I extra strength and shred is great. Yeah. It's a, it's a plus one power sword that's also, you know, shred. The only thing it doesn't do is rend, so it won't help against vehicles, and it won't auto-wound heavy stuff. But the plus one strength means you're hitting strength eight, essentially. I don't think you need the, the rending auto-wounds, and it's not like you're going to rely on using rending hits to breach a tank anyway. Not in close combat. I, I agree, yeah. I mean... I like these weapons. I like these weapons a lot. Um... 
they do come up again in the legion specific mm-hmm. units so it's not just your squad sergeants that have access to these um headsman's axe i think is only sergeants and when it hits it hits really hard um it's just a shame that it's only breaching on a six but when it goes off my god it goes off because instant death at initiative is really strong at least you know against toughness four models yeah i like again i wouldn't put this on um maybe your independent characters because i might want they might have just like better options like your centurion maybe not because his his weapons are expensive. His power weapon is ten as well. So on him, sure. But like your Praetor, your Praetor, I'd like something heavier on a Praetor. Something that, or, or potentially something heavier. But maybe that's just me. Um, Headsman's axe. I guess you could make a an argument for on him. But I mean, they're they're better than power weapons for what you're gonna actually want to fight versus with these sort of weapons. The only thing is, do you want to spend the 15 points on the one for an add initiative times two strength at AP3 or at a, going at initiative one times two strength on, like, say, Chain Fist, something like that, where now you can't hurt vehicles? That's the only one I'm unsure of. Possible side, possible side yeah. play. Um, put it on the sergeant, have an apothecary in the unit, right? Accept the challenge with the apothecary. And have the headsman's axe go against everyone else at initiative. Or give the apothecary the headsman's axe yeah. and keep oh, him yeah. safe. <laughs> yeah, or give the apothecary the headsman's keep axe. Keep him outside the challenge and let the apothecary reap among the squad. I had you considered that. Oh. Ooh. Right? Because now Death he has three reign with AP3 at, stri- at initiative and it will kill. So let's say he's going against a unit that has an apothecary in it. That apothecary is not going to do shit. Oh my shit. god! Oh my god! The, the reason I know this is because I know of a local night alert player that does this. I I like that play a lot more. I if you're going to put it on like on yeah, quote unquote independent character or anything like that, I like it on that because here's an attachment. I still have the guy for the challenges. It doesn't have to be this guy going in because I'm always concerned about the guy going in. Like he's got the super expensive weapon, but he's really going to get to use it. If you're going against a dude who's uh, a two-up save, yeah, I kill you if you roll a one, but if you don't roll a one, I'm probably just fucking dead. Um, but yeah, I like it on the apothecary. I like that a lot. It's also excellent, excellent versus veterans. Yes. Because the strength eight at initiative, AP three, that's all you need. You will rip apart veteran squads left, right, and center. Yep. No, it's a really good weapon. I, I remember when I... um. Well, he was on my team because I oh, no, he wasn't. It was a loyalist player, but I was playing custodians. But even so, I was still scared of Edmund's act because it just wounded me on twos. It was just it was still a good weapon. Yeah, I, I like it for that. I like it for the thing you add to the unit, not the not the character in the base unit. But for someone you add in, yeah, because now you got that little bit extra protection. All right, um, Steve, do you want to talk about the fancy power claws, or do you want to save it for uh, some of these special boys? Nah, I could take it for the power clause. So, um, independent character Night Lords can replace power fists with these power claws for 10 points per model. That's a power weapon. It doubles your strength. It's AP2. So, you know, pretty standard stuff. It's melee. It is shred. Murder strike six up. And it's an an unwieldy specialist weapon. So it's a power fist that gains shred and murder strike. 
for an extra 10 points. This oh, is wait. interesting. Only 10? 10 more on top of a power yeah. fist. Wait, so Paragon Blades are Murder Strike 6 up, or are they Murder Strike 5 up? Why do you gotta ask it when I turned away from the page with the close combat weapons, and I <laughs> went to other random pages? He senses. I think it's a 6. He <laughs> senses it. He knows. He's like, you, you flipped away. Let me go ask a question. I'm pretty sure it was just a 6. I thought, as I look, um, I don't even know what they put on. Where did they put this? Oh, there it is. Um, 6 up only. Plus 1 strength, AP 2 on a... Uh, Murder strike on a six. I go Paragon and Paragon Blades. How many points? Uh, usually like 30. On like your Praetor, I want to say it's wow. like 30 points. It's expensive. Gee, this is such a good I weapon, mean, man. 30 points on a Praetor for the Paragon Blade. This would cost 35. Because remember, he's got to take a Power Fist first. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. Replaces okay. the Power Fist. However, this does give you a quote-unquote Paragon-esque blade on a Centurion, who normally doesn't have the option unless they are a champion. But I don't know if I'd use it that way. No. Then again, that's kind of the only way you can use it. How would you use it, then? It... Or would you not use it? See, now, I don't know if I would. I wouldn't. Just because, just because it's unwieldy, and the murderous strike, at this point, at this point, now it's going to change in a couple weeks when Mechanicum drops. But at this point, the murder strike is redundant on the strength eight, and the shred doesn't get as much as it could. But if you wanted to go dreadnought hunting, this isn't the worst option you have because you have the shred. But I'd rather have um, what's it called? The multiple hits. I'm blanking brutal. words. Brutal. Yeah, I'd rather have brutal. Yeah, you're the, right. the, part of the problem with me to me is um it's an extra 10 points on top of your power fist like I said, if this is your guy in cataphractor or tartarus you know maybe i then still it's a, a bit more but maybe a little bit less than your guy in the normal armor my problem is okay it's shred which is nice it's going to save me in case i roll that one because okay i'm double strength let's assume you're hitting a normal-ish space marine or something that's not higher than like you know what toughness seven all right so i'm wounding on twos but i only get murder strike on a six because shred only lets you reroll fails if shred was you get to just reroll if you choose i would like the weapon more because i could hunt for sixes if i'm wounding you on a two i can't really hunt for them because i'm probably just whatever i roll originally is most likely going to be my roll with very little miss you know the, the shred is not i don't know if the shred and the murder strike for 10 more points is going to get you really much of anywhere I, I don't know um what's uh legion cataphracti praetor if he wants a power fist is 10 points so and he can take a chain fist or thunder hammer or paragon blade for 15 instead so this is five more points for than any of those options. I don't know if it's much better than those options. The, the other unit that has the option to take this is the Contacar squad yeah. leader. So I would consider it there. Okay. But that's like my list. I would put all the independent characters personally. Unless you have a really bitchin' power fist that you wanted to put on your character and want it to be special. Special snowflake. Yeah. Yeah, basically. It's not 
they do have war gear, which is nice though. I mean, like it's not at least it's like they have do it. They yeah, yeah, it's not bad, but I just I'm not a huge fan of it because I don't know if you're getting that much extra out of your ten points. Um, like I said, if Shred lets you just re-roll and you could go hunting, I'd love it. But it's okay. All right. Um, so they have a variety of model upgrades. They don't have an exactly like some of those ones where they have a Consolaris or anything like that. They have uh, a just essentially of it looks like model upgrades. So I'll, I'll start this off. We'll go with the Lords of Murder. So it's any model that's both an independent character and a Night Lord. Um, that does not also have the unique unit subtype, maybe given the bloody murder rule, special rule for five points. And what the special rule is, it says, when a unit composed of, of entirely of models with this special rule declares a charge targeting a unit that is pinned or falling back, the charge roll gains additional plus one modifier. And the charge is successful, then all models in the charging unit get plus one attack for the duration of the turn in which that charge was made. So for five points, assuming the rest of your unit has it, and it must be their special units, I'm sure do, then if the unit you want to go against is pinned or falling back, you have plus one to your charge, and you get plus one to the attacks. Um, I mean, for five points, assuming you're going to throw your guy in a unit that has this rule, that's that's nice and cheap at least. Curse um, has the rule naturally. If anyone else has thoughts, I'm seeing who has this rule. It's the Terror Squads and the um, at uh, Night Raptors. Okay. Yeah, so I would take that's a yeah five point and five points is easy enough to step oh, yeah. up. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I would take it. And this is one of those things that says, "Hey, you want to pin your targets? Yeah, or break them, which would be really nice if you you know debuff their leadership somehow." Mm. <laughs> and if they're already running, and you have fear. And you catch them, because you're easier to catch them now because you have the plus one charge. So I've made it to you. You have to take the test. You fail it. I just get rid of you anyway. Oh, would you get the plus for that? Does that count as a sweep? If you run oh, someone boy, down because they were fleeing and they fail it, is that a sweep? You do destroy the unit, I think. Yeah, oh, the destruction? I'll, I'll do okay. a deep dive. Because well, if, if we go back and take a look at the way the rule was worded here... Um, as part of a sweeping advance, removed as casualties or as part of a sweeping advance. So as long as it says they're removed as casualties, yeah, it would count. Um, well, I mean, I, I would hope I, they were removed I would think casualties. so too, but we've known from playing this game or other Games Workshop games, sometimes the wording that they use... Removed okay. as a casualty. Yeah, so it would count. So yeah, you do that, and now you're even causing more fear. We've seen enough spots where GW sometimes with the way they word things, they change one or oh, two yeah. words somewhere, and it all means the same. You know, removed as a casualty, and here it says the models are removed from the battlefield or, or something like that. But then you get into that wording of does it mean the same or not? That's occurred in multiple editions, if anyone's somewhat new to this game. There was at one point, there was like they had six or seven different ways to essentially say remove the model. And the question came in from a lot of people is, are they all meant to be the same? It makes sense they should, but if all of our rules talk about it differently, do all of our rules work or not? So. There was like slain, removed from play, and there's like another one. I can't yeah. think of the top of my head, but I know there was At one point, one. there was a whole bunch. And it was, I remember that being a discussion yeah. of like, do these all really mean the same? It makes sense they should, 
but why is there so much different wording when it's a very simple thing to correct? Yep. Um, for anyone that did not know, if you want to start causing those morale checks, um, start ramming with your vehicles. Oh, yep. Because every time you ram a squad, they take a morale check, specifically a morale check. Either they take no casualties because, oh God, a tank is driving at me at full speed. It's great for your rhinos. You know, your your squad, you know, it, you know, out there, anything like that. I try to smack you with my rhino. You fail it. Now you started running. Now I'm going to shoot you down. If I can cause enough casualties, you're running. You know, that I, I that here it could do good. If you can get fear, I don't mind hitting people with vehicles. If you can't, I'm not a huge fan of it or on big vehicles because you're wasting shots. But I'll say like your rhinos, yeah, they're not doing anything. I'll fire my bolter at you. I'm not going to hurt you. Um, rhinos do have more. Yeah, if you want to pay more than the rhino. Or all, oh, sorry, almost the same cost <laughs> as the rhino. The multi melts, I want to say, is like 30 points on a 35 point rhino. Is it really? Oh my it's God. a 20 point okay. upgrade. Okay. So if you only want to almost double the cost, is it really? I thought it was more than that. No, a, a multi melt? No, pinnel mount and multi melt, 30 points on a rhino. Oh, they, yeah. Uh, okay. I might be thinking um, of something else. Fifth, the next Oof. most expensive is Havoc Launcher at 15, then a bunch of 10s and some 5s. But yeah, the multi-melt is 30 points. I don't know if I want to double my cost. Oh, because it's 20 on land. It's 20 on a yes, land raider. Yeah, that's yeah. why. It's cheaper on the land raider. Steve only runs land raiders. <laughs> Currently panning up my other rhino. But I'm definitely not putting multi-melters on them, that's for sure. All right. Um, who wants to who wants to talk about this price site? Um I'll take it because I know what the spill out effects of this good. are gonna be. So, Ooh, okay. site. all models and unit composed entirely of models with the night special rule may be given the night vision special rule. Special ugh, night vision special rule for 15 points per unit. Unfortunately, that means it will be 15 points for the characters, too. I think. But yeah. what that means is that you ignore all the night fight. So, you will be choosing to have night fight if you even. You know, take one unit with this rule. Night Fight has a lot of um, debuffs. It has a 24-inch line of sight limit. It's a minus one penalty to leadership and ballistic skill. And that extra minus one to leadership makes your pinning that much yep. better. So it just it just stacks on itself. It's great. And again, you know, leads to that whole I am the knight kind of thing they got going on. Um. And yes, if you were taking an independent character and you want on them, you would have to pay it because they are technically purchased as a separate unit. The and night fighting, oh sorry, night vision, does that confer to a unit? I would assume no. That is what I'm currently trying to find, but I forget how the outfit works and I can't find the letter N. That's all right. I, I'm I'm. It's always weird. Some always found some it. confer and some yes. don't. Which does get annoying. At least okay, one so model. Yeah, so don't take it on okay. your character. Take it on the and and no model may take shrouded rolls to negate wounds inflicted by their attacks, Ooh. which means no evade. Ooh, that's to me, especially on certain squads. That's the spicier part. Like I'm hitting you easier, which is nice. Spicy. But the fact you don't get the shroud. Here's some plasma guns. You can't dodge. Here's my missiles. I get the fire full range. And you're in normal armor. You are taking this. You don't get a. You don't get Here, essential five. Here's my ten man las Here's my ten man las cannon unit. Enjoy. <laughs> That's too many points. Yeah, 
the 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 spill out effects is very nice, and that's why it's fifteen points. And arguably, I think it's even better than the Emperor's Children twenty point unit white upgrade uh, for uh, the minus one to hit. If you have an army that even slightly takes advantage of it, yes. Hmm. Um, I'm trying to recall the Emperor's Children one better because uh, the God. Sonic Shriekers. Yes. Um, no, I like this better. I I I I absolutely do like this one a lot better. Um, and at 15, I mean that's not too bad. Or like I said, you could put it on certain units. Or if you know where your character wants to go, you could just put it on the character. He's standing in the unit that wants to shoot the first turn. Then next turn, he's going to pop out and he's going to go walk with a different unit where you care about it more or something like that. You have some options. Or just, you know, put it on the guys who want to really cause good heavy range damage because that's probably who needs it the most. You know what else you could do? I just realized. The way this is phrased, you could put this on a vehicle. It's three times the cost of a searchlight, but it means you can't get shot back. Yeah, Yeah, there's nothing you can in in night fight. And to me, it makes sense. We have night vision now, essentially, on vehicles and all. That's an actual thing. So, yeah, that's actually really good news. I'm not saying you should throw this on your rhinos. Absolutely. You no, can have sacrificial um, searchlight rhinos. But this this is interesting. Like that, you could throw that on a land raider with triple las cannons and laugh. I would put it on a Kratos. Kratos, too, yeah. Uh, the Kratos is already kind of short-ranged. I like on the Land Raider or other like 36 to 48 weapon range with things because night fighting, you could spend the first turn shooting with no repercussions. You need an augury scanner to ignore the 24 inch line of sight limitation, uh, which vehicles won't have, or a searchlight, which vehicles can have, but then they have the downside of they are always visible. Wait, but if this ignore. Oh, night vision, night vision. I thought it ignores all night fighting. No, it's just night vision. Got it. Okay. Wait, what What was your confusion? Because it sounds like you essentially came up with exactly what night vision is. Night vision ignores night fighting. And shrouded. And also shrouded. Do you have the range, do you have the range restriction with Prey Sight? Prey Sight, sight gives you night vision. Yeah. No. No. You ignore night fighting. Night oh, vision right. ignores night fighting. Oh, all right then. Yeah, no, I like yeah. this. Yeah. No, this is good on your vehicles because you don't, you don't make yourself a target. And on a heavier vehicle, like I said, with those last cannons, what they probably will end up wanting to do as a reaction, no matter what anyway, is, or they probably will want to take it, is doing shrouded, and you don't give it to them. Oh, you know what I'm thinking? You know what I'm thinking? You know what I'm, I'm going to be a bad boy. You know what I'm thinking? Put this on your, um, oh, I forgot what they were, uh, the Derrideo with the plasma carronade, or the Sakarans with the plasma, um... And just go to town murdering vehicles or infantry outside oh. of 24. Because the Sakaran plasma is absolutely insane. Um, called, I want to say it's called a plasma carronade. I, no, it's, it's a, a Volkite carronade. I know, I know, Dave, you bought one. The Volkite's the carronade. Oh, what the hell is the plasma called? That's going to drive up. me up the damn wall. In is any it, case, this upgrade is... It's a really, really powerful upgrade, and I don't know if people have even it's an Omega Plasma it. Array on the Sakaran. Omega it's Plasma Array, because it's Sakaran Omega. Oh, oh, that's why I can't find it. I bet you find it. It's probably under, yeah, oh, be under Plasma. Let me see here. No, I tried. No, it's not. It's under Omega Plasma Array. So, um, Heavy 8, Breaching 4+, plus to win linked right 
or heavy two rending four up gets hot plasma burn twin linked and plasma burn is um it's fake exoshock but on a four plus you lose an additional d3 vol points oh my god yeah no i would put oh my god give me all the derradeos and sakarans play a real army you can have them you know what hey you know what you know what this guy's gonna have a book in two weeks that's okay He'll have uh, one yeah. army. One, one, out of one army of three. One out of three odd will be playable. Odd question. I know this has nothing to do with the Legion. If they release an electronic book, does that get available immediately when you buy? Be, yes. Or it would have the same um, street. Yeah, yeah. If, if you like pre order, you don't get it ahead of time, no. Okay. No, no, no. That's it's, yeah, it's all street dated. Oh, I'm bored of the shit. Okay, You're okay. more likely to get it early physically than early digital. Very true. Put it that way. Uh huh. Where's my GW order, GW? <laughs> uh, that's why I said normally. As long as it's nothing, uh, nothing in too high demand with not nearly enough supply. All right. Uh, trophies of judgment. We got one last thing. I'll do, it, and then someone else can talk about the first Terminator squad. Um, any model that's Legion of Star Days, so Night Lord special rule and character unit subtype. Um, gets the fear special sphere one rule for 10 points um, if they already have any version of fear they cannot take this um, so it can't stack but um, if you have a model that essentially is a character you can give them the fear rule for 10 points if they don't already have it i mean it fits perfectly with what they do and these guys didn't have their own form yep. of a consularis so if you kind of liked taking that character special unit in your chat or sorry in your in your legion they don't have one so you technically might have some spare points i like this on uh you know say your your terminator squad or something like someone who's going to be up in the front lines not anyone in the back because they'll never get close enough but someone on your front lines or maybe your um your despoiler squad something like that i like it i think it can do a lot of good i was so ready to uh to um, have this with the uh, war no, trade, they knew they uh, knew that until part. Until you talk, until yeah. you said it doesn't. It makes stack. sense. I mean, otherwise that's going to get too I was much. Sure. I know. Could you have fear four, sir? Mister Kurz only has fear three. Calm down. He fucking oh my god, go home. But it will stack with night it fighting. Will. So you get get this on uh, on a character who's who's nice and up front. You know, you're still in night fighting. You get a lot of minuses. It's going to do you a lot of good. They got a lot. They got a lot. Their their stuff is fun. It's fun in a horrible and twisted way, but it's speaking, still fun. Speaking of fear causing things, they get up, up really fast. We have the terror squad. They got infiltrate, so they will get there. So terror squads are a very very nice little unit. Um, it's the cost of of a uh, veteran squad, and it's. Almost a veteran squad, except it, it's it's not a veteran squad. Um, so it's a standard marine stat line with an extra attack and an extra leadership. Um, same deal on the squad leader. Squad leader with an extra attack and extra leadership. So get three attacks on him, leadership nine. Two attacks on the regular guy, leadership eight. They come stocked with a chainsword, a bolt pistol, power armor, frag and crack grenades. Um, they are a skirmish subtype infantry. Um, which means that they have a three-inch coherency and plus one cut to um, cover saves, as long as the entire unit is skirmish. They're Night Lords. They have Fear 1, Precision Strikes, 6-up, so that's going to be close combat. 
Um, hit rolls a six. The attacking player gets to allocate. They have infiltrate. They have that bloody bird or special rule. And what's really fun is they get preferred enemy infantry. Ooh, that's good. Their transport options uh, are rhinos, red claws, and drop pods. So if you want to get drop pods in without doing a pure drop podding army, they could do that. So oh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Um, sadly, no drills. They're my new favorite thing in the game. I've been playing with them a lot the last couple days. But yeah, no. Um, drop pods are absolutely another viable delivery system. I don't, I don't think I love them. So then they could infiltrate. But if you want a drop pod, you could drop pod. Um, adding extra bodies is ten. Uh, sorry, eighteen points each. One guy can have a vexilla. Any of them can add on a bolter for a point, a Volkite Charger for two, a Rotor Cannon for five, or a Flamer for five. And any of them may swap out their Chain Sword for a Chain Blade for ten points, a Chain Glaive for ten points, or a Chain Axe for five points. Um, so already have units. Basically, Veterans minus one, I guess you could call them. Is it yeah. veterans plus one? Um, because they're because they are far squishier with the one wound apiece. They are an elite slot, but that that's malleable in, in uh, certain rights of war. Um, the squad leader can have a plasma pistol, hand flamer, or Volkite serpenta, and can swap out the chain sword for a power weapon, a power fist, or a lightning claw, and they can take artificer armor on the sergeant. It's a nice unit. Precision strikes is nice. Precision shots would have been better because then you could take weight of fire on the rotor yeah. cannons, focus it on the sergeants, and brute force your way down to like a double leadership debuff by killing the squad leader and then killing you know the shell shock one, and then throw in fear. But alas, it's precision strikes. So before you get too excited, close combat. Um, you could kit them up to do whatever you got them to do, whatever you need them to do, as long as it's terrorizing infantry. Anyone have preferred enemy handy? <laughs> cough, cough, Dan. <laughs> oh, it's, that one's easy. It's just uh, whatever your preferred enemy, you reroll once on hits and wounds. That has oh. not changed at all. Ever. On all, against all infantry. Yeah. That's nice. All infantry. Does it confer to attached yes. models? Yes, it does. That's one of the very few that do confer. It's pretty damn good. That's, um, yeah. You might. As someone who abused the shit out of preferred infantry with my Myrmidon Destructors, uh, yes, this is very I'm, good. They might not have the preferred shots, but I still like this unit um, with a few rotor cannons in there because, like I said, you're, you're fear one, you're infiltrating, so it could still be night fighting. You're gonna, you have great chances of pinning oh, someone. Oh, definitely. Yeah, and then you follow it up yep. and you charge them. They're pins, they're not reacting, and you're getting bloody murders, so now you're getting four attacks on the basic guys and five on the squad leader. And any number of the guys could take it. It's five points apiece, though, which is the downside. But you could take, like, you know, two or three of them, roll a bucket of dice, get at least one hit in, and with a minus two to leadership between the fear and the shell shock, you have decent odds. I, I, was, I was looking... And I know the headsman can take the headsman's um, axe essentially if he wants. Uh, was it an axe? Was that the name of it? Okay. I just yeah, find it funny yep. they call him a headsman and they just didn't give him that. Last edition, he was the one non 
HQ model yeah. that could take it. Because you still can, because you're a character, so you're allowed to for 15 points. But the fact they called him that, yep. I I would have liked if they just just give him that. And if you want up the points a little bit, I mean, you know. But what if you wanted a power lance? Steve, go home with your power. It's never going to work, Steve. <laughs> listen, I'm, listen, I'm going to convert that unit this week, and I'm going to find out for real if it works or not. It's, it's, it's honestly, not no, the power lance is not bad. Because... Going before is always nice. That's what potentially keeps you alive. Um, just if you're called a headsman, I can't imagine him not having that axe. I should point out, side note, I know sure. I should have mentioned this with the headman's axe. Some people have done some really freaking sick sure. conversions on the headsman's axe. Um, you know, because it's not really a chain axe, it's not really a power axe, it's kind of like its own thing. It's a headsman's axe. And some people have done some really sick options. Someone took like um, Jesus, oh, I think it was an old fantasy model. I think it was Wood Elves, and they had like these big kind of glaived axes, and it looked it looked like an executioner's axe, and it just looked really really good. Just a little side. It would note. probably be yeah, it probably would have been like a Wood Elves type thing. All right. Overall, I mean, if you wanted to dump points into them for two hundred fifty on. 350 points you can have oh wait you can Maybe take up to 10 additional. additional you can add 180 points worth to get to so 15 so, so they cap so they yeah. they cap at 15 so you could get the if you just throw a bunch of bodies in there the rotor cannons having a plus one to yes that's a nice bump going from fives to fours is uh that's that's no joke and you also the volkite chargers are not a I bad agree. call at all because it's only two points a model, and it's strength five, which means against Marines, if you outnumber them as a Night Lord, you're going to be wounding on twos. Yeah, I when I originally looked at it, that's what I liked was Isn't the it? Chargers. I mean, the the rotor cannons are very good for the potential of pinning, although that won't always work, obviously. But you are spending more. The Volkite Charger getting two shots, Deflagrate. You're at strength five. That that's that's pretty good. Rerolling ones, rerolling ones on hits and wounds, but not on the extras sure. for deflagrate. It's Very the true. base that's only uh, on deflagrate. Hold on, Dan. I read this rule specifically. Yeah. Okay, okay. I was gonna say deflagrate is base yeah, stats you, only, you no special modifiers. But still, okay, okay. it's. But I, I I like them with that. But you still who's with a reroll? Yeah, they're essentially I like them twenty with that points too. a model. But the rotor cannon is another great option because it supports the rest of your army. And you could actually you could do the full squad at that Ooh. at three twenty five. That's not too bad for a unit that infiltrates. I don't like spending that many points on marines if they're having, especially with short weapons that they got to come marching across the board. But you have infiltrate, you can get close or get closer. Now you can actually do some yep. damage. And you can attach yes. an apothecary because apothecaries gain unit rules. The apothecary will get infiltrate and be able to sneak up there with them. If you wanted to add a little more durability to your otherwise very very squishable squad, squishable. No, they're they're, they're good. All right, Dan, you want to take yep. uh, night raptors? Oh, so yeah. Wait, oh, I'm gonna take contenkar. Oh, you want to take I, I can do night okay. raptors then if you yeah, want to wait for those guys. Contenkar. That's absolutely fine. Do night raptors. Let me just write my timestamp. There we go. All right, tonight, Raptors, 185 points for five guys. Ooh, that's expensive, but they got jump packs, so it makes sense. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure see. it's fine. I'll understand. Oh, yeah, I'm seeing a few things that I'd like to look up. So, um, 
uh, move seven, so standard move. Um, weapon skill five, so they're the one better weapon skill than a base marine. Normal marine, ballista skill, strength, toughness, initiative. Um, for wounds, there are two wounds, so they have veteran stat line on that. They also have the veteran stat line for leadership. They're eight, nine, three up save. Uh, at least at five guys, they're chain sword and bolt pistols. They have their grenades, they have the jump pack and their power armor. Um, they are skirmish as well, which is useful. They are relentless, which will matter for a few of the options because some of the guys, um, much like veterans, one in five models can exchange a bolt pistol or a, essentially one of their weapons for something else. And it's not always the same between those, but essentially it's change a weapon for something different. But you are relentless because they can take things like uh, plasma guns. Um, sudden strike one. Remind me, what does sudden strike do? On a turn you charge, That's you what increase it was. your initiative You're by that me, Next Legion we do, I think, is Blood Angel. So hopefully by then I remember it. Yeah, they, so they by that point that. I remember it. So I um, hope you do. They have Bloody Murder, <laughs> which is the rule that we talked about before. They have Fear 1 Natural, and they have Night Vision. So they... Uh, I always forget the names of which one. Which one is it with the jump packs? Is that the Spoilers? No. Yes? Oh, just... it's right. Assault Squad. Okay, just, okay, assault squad. So they're an assault squad with some a little bit more veteran style stat line, better weapon skill, and they get a bunch of their special rules or the special war gear that we were reading earlier. Um, you can take up to ten more, the twenty five points a guy. Um, any model can take their chain sword and turn it to a chain blade or clay for ten points. Lightning claws or a power weapon for five points. Um, which isn't bad to put a, at least a, a couple power weapons in there if you're not wanting some of the other chain weapons. Although for the extra five, it's probably worth having it on a few of them to get to that AP3. Um, any model can exchange their chainsword and bolt pistol for a pair of lightning claws for 10 points. And one in every five can swap out their bolt pistol for either flamer, melter gun, plasma gun, plasma pistol, or hand flamer for various points. Uh, pretty close to the standard points you would have for those. Um, the Huntsmaster, so their character in there, can take a Plasma Pistol or Volkite Serpenta, and he can also, of course, take his Artificer Armor. What is, so Assault Squad is 145 points, although, I mean, it's 10 of them, but 145 points base. These guys are a bit more, less guys, but better stat line. Their weapon skill is a lot better. The two wounds helps a lot. Their leadership is, is nice, because you do want higher leaderships. And then they just have a lot of special rules, especially if you can get the charge. They they, yeah, they attack a better initiative. That's uh, the biggest charge. Um, they if they can get to weapons. that better initiative and you right, take so a, you know, a couple power weapon type items in there, whether it's power weapons or even the chain blades. So that way I can actually cut down you know, normal space marines. So the way I've seen yeah. this squad run, um, because I've seen people who played night lords absolutely take these guys because they're awesome the way i've seen these guys run is to give them um chain glaives um not lightning i don't know oh yeah because you still want the pistol you give them chain glaives because sure it gets expensive but now you have an entire assault squad with ap3 but also breaching uh that can shred at strength six initiative five yeah if they charge. That's how I've seen this squad run. You mean strength 
Yeah, the uh, glaive. Oh, attack. glaive. Sorry. Yeah, glaive. 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 Yeah. You don't get a bonus attack on the glaive yeah. though, because it's two-handed. Yeah, I know, but Although, okay. So you trade wounding on threes normally for wounding on twos. Um, and remember, they have jump pack, so they do outnumber as well. So if you take ten of them, so if you max squad, that's twenty marines. If you max squad, it's 30. you got ten guys. Wait. Oh, you can add. To, oh, oh, that's right. Because this is the weird fifteen. Oh, I hate when they do that. Uh, <laughs> I fucking gotta hate that. Um, so it's it's yeah. So you have max thirty guys. So you're gonna outnumber pretty much anything. Um, I wouldn't even give them guns. Like I wouldn't sp- waste points on like pistols. I would just give them the chain glaze. Um, yeah. Plasma gun amuses me, but I'm not gonna say you should. Um. I don't mind a plasma gun or something like that on them. Being relentless, okay, it still works. I so I still the biggest game wise I've played so far is two K, and what I find in two K is these guys would not be firing their weapons most likely because I would my my opponent or me if I was the one fighting against them would probably be saving my reaction because I know these guys are going to hurt me really bad if they get in the close combat. So I want you to fire. Uh, some sort of weapon at me so i can fire a bunch of shots back at you because i'm going to count as stationary so i i will often have the advantage at least in terms of numbers in a lot of ways um i mean if you got a lot of their scary stuff and you can fish out the reaction sure but i i'm always concerned about that um like okay maybe i get one cool shot but then you shoot me down and now a few models maybe i lose a model or two i'm no longer outnumbering you perhaps yeah. Oh, that's a valid maybe concern. in large points it doesn't it's not as much of a concern, but so far anyone my Terminator squads no longer fire shots. Usually. Because whatever I'm firing at is gonna potentially be trying to save a reaction for that to maybe kill a Terminator or two, because that's really where it make a big difference. Cause then I'm gonna charge you and you're gonna shoot me again. And two two rounds of shooting into me, I'm gonna lose some I'm gonna lose some guys. Oh no, I agree. I just think it's an amusing option to have on the table. Yeah. Oh no, it's absolutely amusing. And if you if you really want to get spicy, so, take the melt gun. Night Destroy raptors. their vehicle, charge the people inside. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, you could do that. You yeah. can't charge guys inside. I forgot. I looked it up this weekend and then I promptly forgot. Oh no, I'm glad they changed. I should that is a good change. I remember you could that was a rule. That pissed seven. me off. It's one thing to Normal like seventh. That was a rule. Mm, I don't think that was in yeah, I don't think that was in. First. No, no, in fifth it was a rule. I think in fourth it was a rule. I think they restricted your ability. In to six and, and seven, you seven. could still charge and the unit. If you out. kill their transport, you could still charge the unit inside. They um, I know in sixth oh. it was a thing. Maybe in seventh, maybe there's some weird shit there. Um, but I know before it was absolutely a thing. Yeah, seventh had lots of stealth changes. Oh, but yeah, no, these guys justify taking multiple rotor cannon and sniper squads. Because mm-hmm. if you get that pin, yep. they can't react to the charge, which means they can't set to defend, and you get another bonus act for bloody murder. So you'll be getting, if you have the little chain blade or the chain sword, it's going to be three, four, yep, five, attacks. five attacks a guy. Uh, yes. Six if you're a madman and go dual lightning claws. Seven on the unit leader with dual lightning claws. They're blenders. They are absolute blenders. And they kill you before you swing back. So your swings back are going to be so, so much yeah. less effective. They're swinging simultaneously with Praetors, which is also a big deal. 
Um, they're just terrifying, man. They're absolutely terrifying. Uh, uh, <laughs> Night lords are terrifying. I'm just laughing at the uh, the meme. <laughs> that they're terrifying? Or are you posting memes somewhere while we're in the middle of recording? Night lords are terrifying oh. to do terrifying no, things. I, yeah, no, they are very good. They're going to be expensive to be able to do that well with enough guys, but unless you're going against things that are two-up saves, you're going to be cutting through them. And with 12-inch move, you can avoid the stuff that's slow and would be a problem. Because, yeah, Terminator Unit's going to be a problem for these guys. You can avoid them. You move really fast. Even if... Hold, hold on, yeah. hold on. Even if, though, that's why I take little chain blades, because you're wounding on threes, but you get shreds, so you're re-rolling. So you are more likely True. to fish for those sixes. And by sheer just weight of dice, cut a yes. couple of them down. Because you're going to go first. You're going first, as long as you get that charge off. True. I, I don't think you would necessarily do terrible against them, but they're, they're going to potentially cripple the squad. Um, depending on how many you take. But I would, go, I would throw them at literally anything else. I would throw them at Terminators if I had to. Otherwise, I'm throwing them at all your line units. I'm going to take away all your scoring because I'm moving 12. You know, I... You could also, if you really wanted to, take power action yeah. on a couple guys. In case of Terminator break yeah. glass. Yeah, because yeah, the power weapon there, five points, you, you, you have enough guys to eat the other ones. That's, it's, they're very good. I like them a lot. Um, and they... How... How Night Lords-y compared to 40k would these guys look? I haven't looked at the Forge World ones. I'm assuming they still have more standard jump packs. They haven't started going to the, like, uh, almost toothy jump packs, or do they actually have that? Um, actually, I don't know. Let me see. It wouldn't be toothy, because yeah. that's warp corruption, but it's like that style of backpack that the actual... Well, to be fair, Siege of Terra, everyone was pretty much corrupted by that. But not warp corrupted. Not necessarily. Uh, Engron okay, so would like was. to tell you something. Right, about. right. But I said not necessarily. It varies by mm -hmm. legion. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'm looking at them Night right boards, now. Were oh, no, they're not. Oh, actually. So oh, here's the weird part, Dave. So they're, yeah, their chest pieces are very 40K. I'll give it. Are they, wait, has that one dude had this flayed skin on his yes. arm? That's hilarious. He's. His arms are flayed skin. He's wearing... Okay, that's great. Um, no, I don't think they look like they're 40k compatriots at all. Um, no. Maybe the heads at the moment... I've converted a squad from the 40k yeah. models. It's doable. It's just a lot of screen. Um, yeah. I think they're... Uh, if, if it's on the YouTube, I'll, I'll post up so people can see this as well. They can take a look. I think their heads look stupid. Their heads look absolutely ridiculous and stupid. The rest of it, I don't mind. You know, covered in body parts and all. Okay, it's very fitting. Okay, they cause fear. It makes sense. But I think I think the helmets. It looks no. Not I, a okay, fan. I, honestly, of the it's wings? not even so much the bat wings. I'm not huge on the bat wings, but I'm okay with that. It's also the way they do the front grill and all. It a hundred percent looks like an animal so we haven't we haven't had a chance to be able to do episodes outside of doing this because there's so many legion all that makes sense but at some point we're going to go back and we're going to talk about those space wolf heads and why no, oh my god please they're no. ridiculous please, and to no, me this reminds me of no. the space wolf head because it's so on the nose 
like oh you got you guys like bats right your face is a bat like not even just wings you are a bat god i hope their special legion heads aren't just actual giant bats there was a reddit post about that and i died whereas they were like saying it was for who was space wolves night lords alamanders and alpha legion Oh, you saw it? Okay, good. That's yeah. all like Lego. I think it was like Ninjago. Lego pieces. Yeah, I was dying. I'm like Blood Angels, those show their like they've done their stuff. Like it wasn't a giant drop of blood for a helmet. Like, come on, you don't have to be so literal. Um, if you like them, that's fine. They're just it's too much for me. It's too forty k. I uh, yeah. I should point out that technically, it's and someone made a very good point. Technically, those helmets aren't supposed to replace every single tactical squad member. They're only supposed to be on the like sergeants or like not necessarily. Well, no, because I'm saying like someone was saying if you put those wolf heads like one in every twenty for the sergeant, then I could then, okay. It's not bad. It's not bad. You know what I mean? First, then tell it Amber's children who got completely shorted on their special fancy helmets here. Here's my rebuttal to that. Yes, you can do that. And you could do that with any of these special heads. But to me, I should want to put them everywhere. I don't have to. I can show restraint if I truly care. But I should want to be able to do it and feel okay doing it. If I made a squad with all those wolf heads, to me, they're going to feel ridiculous. Uh, so for my for my uh, Dark Angels, um, I had like forty of the old uh, Legion specific heads. I used every single one of them. I made full squads of those guys. Everywhere used it everywhere because it looks it looks cool and it works very well. The new ones would look cool and work very well. Most of the Legions work that way. You could do it. The Space Wolf one, yeah. If you do any more than sprinkling it in, it's gonna look just just too much to me. It's just over the top in a way that I don't like. But if you like them, cool, go for it. Um, or if you haven't yet, go and look up the meme where it's it's every part of him is the Space Wolf head. I absolutely love that. Oh, I said that one. The one where he's um, oh, I've shooting seen that out one as well. Yeah, he's on the um, Logan Grimnar's um, Santa sled. Although yeah. that one misses something big. The sled itself is not an upside down wolf head. And for that reason alone, not good enough. Yeah, actually, that would have been funny. All right, let's get let's let's get on to these Terminators, Dan. I think you said you wanted to talk about the Terminators. Yes. So, little side note, because I didn't read the rules yet. I wanted to go into this blind. Side story about this. I am terrified of these Terminators as a Custodes player because they did something that no other unit did. So one of the big problems with Custodes was they didn't have enough attacks to be, like, out-swamped by someone. Or, sorry, to be they could be swamped by someone, right? When I charged these Terminators at an event, I did not realize that they took away my ability to get extra attacks. And I was like, oh, that's, that's not good. And I just remember that very specifically. So anyway. That was also Your awesome. army edition. doesn't have rules yet. Yes, I know. I wanted, but I wanted to say I wanted to go into this blind. I wanted to go in this blind. So I want to see if they kept that level of like, oh, shit, I don't want to charge this. So. The Contenkar uh, Terminator squad is 225 points, which, well, that's actually yes, on the lower end of elite squads, no? Yeah, that's really low, Jesus. Um, they are in Tartarus armor, or Tartar sauce armor, 
weapon skill five, so they do have like that nice elite weapon skill. Uh, two wounds across the board. Uh, let me see here. Two, no, two attacks, three attacks, but I think that's normal. Eight, nine leadership. Uh, no, eight, nine is, okay. is, is more uh, veteran level for that's a one better? Normally, it's actually like okay. a seven, eight. They're not actually better. Good, good, good. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, so eight, nine, and a weapon skill five, which is important. They are all infantry. Um, they are armed with Tartarus Terminator armor. Apparently, they are all armed with a heavy flamer or a Volkite Vulcite Cavater, which is amazing. And they're all armed with a chain blade. Yep. which is the special one up above. They are Relentless, Bulky 2, Chosen Warriors, Stubborn, Lords of Night, Deep Strike, Natively, which is very nice, and Fear. And they could take a, a Dreadclaw Drop Pod or a Legion Land Raider as a transport. You can take 10 Contenkers for uh, 40 points each. You can give the Dissident, which is the leader, a Power Claw, an Eschaton Power Claw, for 15. So let's talk about these special rules, and I'm hoping. Let's see. A single content guard contemporary squad numbering no more than 10 models may be taken as a compulsory HQ. Ch- oh, okay, is this basically retinue? Okay, so they can be a retinue no, for no, Conrad Kurz or Sevitar. Read the sentence all over again. Wait, maybe take it as a. Oh, yeah, neither Sevitar nor Conrad Kurz. They are an HQ. They, uh, in, yeah, in, they in get the to army. count as long as their bosses aren't there. I wonder why. And we're off a dispatch to rest command from Let's Highlands. There's two different things going on. Either they can be your HQ if you don't have Sevatar or, Con- or Conrad Kurz, or if you do, they can be taken as yes. a retinue. There's two okay. rules there. Okay. That's a weird yes. one. Jesus Christ. retinue if he's there. Lore-wise, these guys are kind of um, the enforcers, and they're what's keeping... The Legion in line yeah. when Sevatar isn't there. Okay, that's okay. Simplify. Now let's look at this special. So they did lose. They're that's cheap. All they got? Two twenty-five oh, so for their stat line. And rules. That's cheap. Okay, twenty-five. Now their weapon. Let's see. Is a Volkite Cavater. It's ten-inch range. Ooh, that's short. Strength six, AP five. Heavy four deflagrate. Oh, okay. Do you want DACA? Because that's how you get DACA. The- 10 inch doesn't oh, matter. 10 Think about it this so way. Your goal is to charge people. You want to be in combat. I'm going to be within 10 yeah. inches because otherwise I'm not making the charge. But you're deep strike today, anyway. You're yeah. deep strike, yeah. you're you, deep strike you, assaulting you are, anyway. You, Terminators in general don't have great, I, I, to me at least, they don't have great range on their weapons because a combi bolter, I don't care. Okay, 24 inch. I'm not so worried about that. And my other weapons, a lot of times, are reasonably close range, or at least the ones I want to take on them are. Or, like, okay, oh, it's a stronger range, but I'm probably not firing it downfield because I want to be able to charge something. So I'm probably firing at the thing that's within 12 or realistically 10 or less inches of me anyway. We are doing Blood Angels, yeah. and uh, that's the next one. I will say that their Terminator squads do get like double assault cannons, so that's kind of nice. But, yeah. you know, the general. Yeah, rule yeah, of there's is the exception that proves Terminator's the Terminator's But no, it's a good weapon. Like, Four, yeah. four shots, deflagrate strength six. Jesus. And you can choose. So you could choose heavy flamers or these. So, I like these better. Kind of like these better than the flamers. Uh, heavy flamers get wall of. Uh, no, no, I like these more. I like these more. Better. Like, yeah, I, I like have to roll more. a hit, but it's four shots. No, I like these more. I'm going to hit. A good amount and deflagrate means that I can put additional wounds out. 
I, I like that more. Yeah. Oh, and they're fear one. I don't know if I said that. I know. I like them. And they're very cheap. Tartarus, I think, cheap, automatically though. comes with a little bit wow. of a points reduction. And they don't have tons of special rules. Like, they have, a, sorry, I should say, they have special rules a good amount, but they don't have a lot of the extras. Like, okay, Lords of Night, th that's sort of a, of a somewhat standard thing that they could be a retinue. Or, hey, they get to be HQ choice, which I think is awesome. And their only other special thing is the weapon. They don't have the other, a lot of us special terminators have additional rules of extras. They don't have the extras. So I think that maybe makes them a little bit cheaper. Um, okay. And, yeah, and I like them. They're, they're pretty good. With the points you're going to be spending on other things, because there's all these little upgrades you can put on, I can give, I need, to, I want to give some of my units night vision. I want to give some of my units that fear, which these guys have, so they can't take that other upgrade. Having your special Terminator squad that's weapon skill five be on the cheaper end helps you afford some of those special things, especially if you don't want to take any of those, either of those essentially your only two named characters from this book and you want these guys to be HQ choice. I love the idea of them being the HQ choice and they can be, they can be your compulsory HQ choice as well. So you don't even and have to take, if you don't care about your rights yeah. of war and yeah. stuff like that, or any of the others, Ten they can be your compulsory. It could be your one HQ. Oh, oh yeah. Great for oh, allies. Actually, absolutely, yeah. That's actually amazing for allies because normally your HQ is not going to do you that much good in, in the ally per se. Um, I haven't looked at the rights of war. I don't know if they care so much. But yeah, as allies, I think it's actually very, very strong. Even as the main, it's not a bad idea. Could be, could be interesting. Uh, these, they're good, and Deep Strike's going to help. Deep Strike's going to do a lot of good. These guys are going to really hurt some people. They're so great, though, because they don't have chain blades. But that's okay. Yeah, they're good. All right. It is a better, power, better sword. power sword. Absolutely. It is definitely a better power sword. Um, it, they just yeah, lack they, they do have essentially else. no options, really. So don't don't throw them against things that they're not going to do well against. Also, well, they will be winning Dreadnoughts on fives because they will always outnumber them because each guy is two models yes. and a Dreadnought's just one. So winning on fives, re-rolling, actually isn't terrible because half of the times you wound are going to end up being AP2. No. They're not that bad. They're not they're that bad. They're decent against they the Terminator. Like the, the problem they're going to have is since they're only going to be a five up in Vol, and with uh, let's ass let's assume the the Contemptor has some sort of has a claw on him or something like that. If he doesn't have a claw, if he's all range weapons, have at it. But if he's got a claw, you're going to lose a couple of these guys to that because you're a five up save with brutal three. Um, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have quite you're a few die. guys die. But even there, you can still do pretty well against it. Just don't throw them against like Terminators. Throw them against like just about anything else. Um, but you get to, you get to deep strike in, so you potentially have a lot of say in what you attempt to engage. Um, all right, so that does it for base units, not counting HQs from this book. So at this point, we're going to go to the exemplar units there. Um, where does their, where's their exemplar? Oh man, I wonder if this is what became of the... What are you looking oh, no, for? It there it is. Seem like it. No, the Atramentar. Yeah, page oh, three, page, the uh, page three. Atramentar squad? Atramentar, yeah. Are saying that right? Saying it close enough, I guess. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Close it's enough, a, it's, it's a fan favorite unit, because these are, these are the guys 
talked out in the books all the time for the special oh terminator. okay so this is just another special terminator unit very nice steve do you want to take these special terminators then okay oh uh, sure i'll take them so stat line wise it is a generic legion terminator sergeant as well they come with standard legion terminator weapons comic bolters power weapons and tartaros armor their infantry the leader's a character they're a night lord they're relentless they're inexorable they have Deep Strike built in, which is really nice. Um, they have a special rule called Cloaked in Murder. Now they're called Sworn Loyalty. They're bulky too, and they're Fear One. Um, let's see if those rules are real fast. Cloaked in Murder. A unit composed entirely of monsters with this rule that declares a charge. Targeting units already engaged in close combat. You get an extra plus one to reach them. And if it's successful, then all the models gain a plus one to hit for the turn it's made. So they are a yeah. follow-up unit in that respect. And if se- and sworn loyalty, if Sevatar is the warlord, they may become non-compulsory troops choices and count as Terminator squads for the as- Master of the Atramentar Warlord trait. Interesting. I guess we'll have to find out more when we look at Sevatar. Um, options-wise... Um, we take up to 15. There, there you go, Dan. It's your squad of 20. You get your squad of 20. Oh, oh. 20 Terminators. Oh, oh. yes. 20 yes. Man. I'm right. I am now a Night Lord Slayer, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. I'd like to thank, I'd like to thank GW. <laughs> okay. One in five have a, the normal options, the heavy flamer, the reaper autocannon and the plasma blaster. Um, comic bolters can become combat weapons or Volkite chargers. But any model can have a Nostrum Chain Glaive, Power Fist, Lightning Claw, Chain Fist, Thunder Hammer, pretty standard, and you have two Lightning Claws, and you have Great Harns, and you can have a Headsman's Axe here if you want, which is a weird call-out. Oh, because you... No, that's a weird call-out. It is call cheaper. Out. Headsman's Axe is normally cheaper? 15. It might be cheaper. Yeah. And oh, the Chain Glaives are free if you want to swap points. them. If, oh. you know, take them instead of power yep. swords and actually potentially some of the other options because then you get that little bit of extra bonus you know but you can still slap some guys with some chain fists and and all like that i would probably yeah i would i would swap them to chain glaives potentially and then make sure to take a couple probably chain fists to handle anything heavy or maybe even thunder hammers i just don't own thunder hammers well actually i don't own the arms to put a thunder hammer on so that's not been a thing I feel like these guys are slightly over-costed compared to the generic. I think. Um, Steve, how much is a max squad? Do it uh, for me. Okay, so a Tartaro squad is 150 base, and it's 25 per extra guy. These are 220 base and 35 yeah. per extra guy. You're paying 10 points a model. And then some on the on the starting unit. And fear. Just for no, that's not what I asked. I want to know what my... Hold on, hold on, hold on. The, the cloak, the murder, so you, <laughs> you do get some extra bonuses at least. You can essentially get hit on one better if someone else got in there first. Which is which is nice. Yeah, but that's a weird additional though. You have to like actually set up for that in weird ways that people don't normally Yes, I, I would agree. Although the I, I disagree for one small, one small reason. Again, that might not be the best way to do it 
these guys have deep strike so i have a good amount of control on that not perfect control but i have a good amount of control and your legion has or, or at least in my mind should be taking units that are also so other deep striking units or units with jump packs, fast units. So I'm probably able to get in potential more than one thing into a charge. It is far from a guarantee, but you know, still, still useful. Again, I wouldn't take a squad of 20. Dan would, and he's currently calculating how many points he's spending on this. Already did. If we're not Are spending you? money on, if we're not spending money on like guns, because not really. Yeah, 745 uh, 745 points. But to points. me, you're going to at least take a couple Which, power uh, chain Let's be honest. Yeah, I was going to say, let's be honest. Don't tell me that's not, not bad. Your your unit's going to realistically bad. be 800 points. I, I, I don't see a problem with this. It could be troops with seven. 800 point unit, that's a troop that... <laughs> I, 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 how many points are you playing? You're not having a problem with this. How many points are you looking at? How, I play like, 3,000. How big's your game? Again, people make fun of me forget that I used to spend like 1,200 okay. points on a singular about unit. a very specialized so, army and a very different army. I, I don't think you can make the true. comparison between Talons of the Emperor and like other stuff. Like I used to spend more in this one army that like very specialized, essentially no one else plays. I'm sure there's some people who do. But like no, for, for, for a bunch of guys in like five up, say, five up invuls, I don't want to spend 800 points on that. Yeah, they're going to kill what they hit. They better. You're 800 points. You should murder whatever you hit. But I don't know how well it's going after that. Oh, they actually are... Uh, nope, sorry. Yeah, no, that's the same. I was looking at something else. Was, uh... They're just so... Yeah. Basic. I mean, the chain glaive yes. is a very nice thing to have. And I guess that accounts for. I think it's the fear. I think it's cost. the fear. Like I said, yeah, the chain glaive for free, because normally that was ten points on a model, on character models who could take it. I mean, that there it is. I yeah, mean, I guess that's what it is. Paying the ten points each essentially, well, and then they had the fear, which they had a rule for ten points to get that to a unit, and they have deep strike, which I think was what fifth. They had, I think, they had an ability for that too, which was something. So. They they get all the little specials, but they are paying for all of it. Um, didn't they have something for that? I deep strike. Deep strike is nice. It's just no. It's not a line unit. The going. Um, yeah, it's all right. I mean, I guess we should look at Sevatar because these guys specifically. Deal yeah, we with can we can go a little stuff. bit out of order to talk about him because it makes sense. He apparently yeah. wants to take them. He has bonuses for having them, so it makes sense to go to him. Now, he is the one special character they have in the main book. He's the only thing that we haven't talked about out of the main book, of things that we're going to talk about, of course. Um, Raffle. I, 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 I can discuss <laughs> him. Why not? Um, so this boy, he's uh, 220 points. He's a prince of, of crows. He's the first captain. And he's the master of the outer minotaur um so he is move seven he's weapon skill seven but skill five normal strength and toughness so fours for that three wounds he's initiative six he's got four attacks 10 leadership and he's a two-up save because he has artificer armor he also has an iron halo so four pinvol he's got his grenade complement a bolt pistol and knight's whisper which is a weapon 
Um, he is a psyker as well. So special rules. Obviously, Night Lords, he's a master of the Legion, so he can take a right of war with him. Independent character, of course, he's relentless. He has fear two base, so that is quite nice for what these guys want to do. He has precision strikes on a four up. He's a dirty fighter. He's a bloody murderer. So sorry, he has the bloody murder rule. Which remember that one you want units that are pinned or falling back. You get some bonuses there and both charging and attacking, if that's the case. He has dark dreams. He's a traitor, of course, and he has his warlord trait. So um he is the his warlord trait, he's the master of Adamanitar. Um he automatically gets this. He can select no other. So this is any units of Legion Cataphranti Terminators or Tartarus Terminators, including the same detachment as him, gain the Deep Strike special rule. He himself does not. So he does not have Deep Strike. They, excuse me, they get it. When any units of Cataphranti Terminators, Tartarus Terminators, or his, uh, uh, how do you say it? Content car? Content car? Content car? Uh, Content terminators. Car. That are part of the yeah, same detachment know. as Sevatar are included as part of Deep Strike Assault that does not include Sevatar. They gain the preferred enemy everything special rule for the duration of the turn in which they are deployed. In addition, an army whose warlord is Sevatar gets additional reaction in the opposing player's movement phase as long as he's not removed as a casualty. So essentially, you're because every other Terminator in this army, their special Terminators, have Deep Strike. So essentially, all your Terminators have Deep Strike, but not him. Your Terminator units, I should say, have Deep Strike, but not him. And when they do their Deep Strike Assault, that particular turn, they're going to have Preferred Enemy everything. Um, he is a dirty fighter. So if he's engaged in a challenge with a model whose weapon skill is 5 or more, he gains instant, de instant death special roll on all attacks during the challenge. So, yeah, so, Oof. um, <laughs> all right. So, if he's going against someone who's actually good, um, like he's not going against your sergeant in your random squad because he's weapon skill seven, so five or more, he's talking about you know fighting your centurions or your praetors and all, he is instant death. Um, dark dreams. Sevatar gains access to the shadow of the past and future psychic power only and gains no other disciplines, psychic powers, or weapons. So we'll go through his power in one second. Um, so far, this dude's really cool. Um, shadows of the past and future. This is his power. Um, at the start of the assault phase, a psychic check can be made for Sevatar by the controlling player. The psychic check must be made against a leadership of seven. Okay. So that's a little bit rough. That's 50-50 in general. If it's passed, he gains plus one weapon skill and attacks for the duration of the assault phase. So he gets an extra attack and extra weapon skill. If he fails, um, he suffers perils of the warp. Remember, perils you can put onto the other models in your unit. So 50-50 chance he gets an extra weapon skill going to weapon skill eight and an extra attack, and he was, I think, four base. Yeah, so getting the five base attacks. Um... That, that's nuts. If you can actually... Yeah. If he gets a weapon skill... Jesus! Eight, if you are twice as good, yeah, they'd be hitting you on sixes against normal people. If you're looking at normal... Oh, yeah, sorry, he, he hits, hits them, them on twos. Did they hit him on sixes? Yeah. So, like, you're, you're, you're yeah. not yes. getting hurt. 
which is uh, it's it's amazing. Uh, his weapon, Knight's Whisper. So it's a chain weapon for all rules. Um, it's a plus two strength. It's AP two. It's melee. It's two hand. It has Duelist Edge, a Murder Strike on a six, and it's Mastercrafted. Duelist Edge is in a challenge, something, plus one initiative. Okay. One initiative. One uh, initiative. Because he was he. I don't think I. I don't know if I mentioned this. I might have missed it. He's initiative six. What would he need that for against other, like, Notable. against a Primarch? Against a Praetor with uh, power? Against lead? your Praetor, essentially. <laughs> not my Praetor, his command squad has lists. My Praetor Got himself it. does not fight. He's above that. He uses artillery um, around to settle debates. So we went through a variety of characters up to this point. We have many, many more to go. And it seems like a lot of times... The characters are, you know, the the 200 range. Okay, this guy's 220. We've seen some right around there. Some of them are cheaper, but this guy is a monster for 220. Yeah, no, he's, I, I, I you know what I mean? I hesitate to use the word um, auto-take. I don't like that word because it implies, like, you know, the meta 40K. It just, it always rubs me the wrong way. But that side note being said, I hate this guy's pretty auto take. <laughs> if named characters it, are your thing, it's their guy. Yeah, it's, it's their yeah, guy. The of course, you're taking them. Reason to me you Simple wouldn't want to take this guy is right. if you weren't running Terminators, because his his Warlord trade is everything about Terminators. There, I would say you consider because maybe you want to run a bunch of assault squads or spoilers, all kinds of stuff like that. If you're not running Terminators, okay, maybe not. If you're running Terminators as well, this guy's awesome. He's going to do tons and tons of good stuff for you. He he wants the challenge. He is going to challenge. They're probably going to accept with their sergeant because they don't want their independent character getting murdered. You're going to kill that guy super easy. And you're at fear too, so they're probably going to run and put him in a unit where you can sweep with them. Because with fear too, you're going to be sweeping units away. Yeah, no, he's, you know, it's funny, too, because I was going to say that one of my favorite close combat characters so far has been that Dark Angels dude. Um, I don't want to rip and vulnerable. Uh, Dark Angels? They don't have anyone with rip and vulnerable. Yeah, yeah, you do. You do. It's three up and vulnerable in, like, close combat. You're talking about Marduk, I think. Is that the one you're talking about? It's going to drive me up the wall. Or Swain? No, it's the other one. I think it's literally the other one who has I haven't looked at him. Uh, yes, of course, Swain. Yeah, it's um, a three up in close combat. Yeah, he's a three Marduk, up in close right there, I know one uh, of them. Yeah, and I remember him being, oh, this is a good brawler. Like, he's a pretty good brawler. He's got a three up and invulnerable, which is really good. He can dish out some damage. I was like, oh, he's a pretty good close combat character. And then I read Savitar, and I'm like, holy shit. I, I mean, like, so I have Corswain open. God damn. Corswain and Savitar yes. are also rivals in the lore. They fight. Are they really? Yeah. They fight a lot during yeah. the Thrones. Actually, crusade. looking at it, they would be pretty equal because both of them in a challenge would be the same initiative. Um, Weapon-wise, pretty... What is what is the strength of his weapon? Is it his base strength? That's the only thing. His weapon, Knight's Whisper, he doesn't get any... Oh, sorry, it's plus two strength. Okay, yeah, there it is. Sorry. Knight's Whisper, plus two strength. So 
in 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 a close combat there's a very good chance they murder each other um because course wayne is murder strike on a four up yeah um where this guy is essentially causing instant death for all intents and purposes murder strike at this sort of case so they're probably mutual annihilation to some extent between those two guys but this guy's great and you can try to give him an extra weapon skill and attack if you're willing to hurt your squad which why not your night lords kill them. I'm, I'm not mistaken. He, his model looks yeah, pretty cool. Too. I can't like. remember. Hold on, he probably looks cool. Forward, I'm sure he looks cool. So, so what's he's? Let me see. He's standing on a. Me, on oh, he does. Body. He does. Um. Oh yeah. No. Wow. Yeah. It's Look glaive. at that sword too. G- or glaive. Wait. Uh, yeah, it's definitely glaive, a yeah. weapon. Um, oh, yeah. So he, he looks... also has the wings coming up, but I don't mind his face as much because the wings are straight up, so it looks a little less ridiculous. And he's, of course, festooned with the pieces of meat all over him. But he is, he is cool, and his rules are really good. <laughs> he's a good, strong model. Absolutely. Oh, only in fucking 40k, Dave. Only in fucking 40k. He is festooned. Yeah, with there's probably other games. Meat. I can't think of ones in the moment, but there's definitely other games where that's a thing. But it is everywhere in... Somewhat in 30k and everywhere by the time you get to 40k, such that GW in the past has sold sets of just skulls. Yes. All right. So that takes us to some other characters. That ends it for him, puts us to some other characters. The yeah. next character is actually a, a leech choice, the Flame Master. Yes, the weird one. I also do not know how to say it. I've been trying. Maudrin. Like, while you're talking, I was looking. I was like, I don't want. Hey, I, I know it's Maudrin. Sahai. Lena yeah, Lansahai. Lansahai. Let's go with that. I think it's Lansahai. The problem is, I don't know what the Night Lords are representing. Like, you know, like white scars among Golian. It's, it's everyone. It's literally just. It's Australia. That explains why it's so deadly. Uh, is it Australia? Is oh my god! Is it? No, no GW, stop it. <laughs> I only, I always say Australia because of. Um, the, the history as a as a penal colony. That's all. Well, I was also gonna say because of GW's history with certain models. Um. Oh man. Now I really want to see. Take so him. yeah, Len Sahai. I'll take him. He looks cool. I'll take him. I've never. Yeah. So Maudrim Len Sahai. Movement seven. Weapon skill five. Ballistic skill five. Strength and toughness four. Only three wounds. <laughs> Only three. <laughs> uh, initiative five. Two two attacks. Ugh. He's an elite. It's okay. Leadership eight, uh, three up save. He's yeah, one twenty. Yeah, he's an apothecary. Oh, he's a primus medica. Okay, probably should have read his title. By the way. Yeah, I, I, I just I realized like as I was like three up save. What the, he's a primus medica guy. He's got an archaeotech. Oh my god, finally an archaeotech pistol. Jesus, he's got red jaka, frag crack grenades, power armor, refractor field, and yeah, narphagia. the narphagia. I'm gonna say the narphagia. He's an infantry, he's independent character, unfit for command, hilarious, uh, and a traitor. All right, so let's take a look at him. So the red jacaw yep. is, oh, this is the we're knife you were talking about. Now I'm putting two together, Dave. We were, sorry, before the podcast was going, we were talking about some weird power knife. I'm like, what the fuck? So the red jacaw is a strength three, AP three, murder, strike five up specialist weapon. The, the strength three part hurts, but that's fine. Um, the Narf- Okay, so be- I know we're. I don't want to skip too far ahead, but Alpha Legion have a power dagger that is exactly the same, um, and everyone takes them because 
you just stab people. Oh, it also has an, I should put out also has like sudden strike one. So that's what makes it better. You can attack. Yeah. Oh, he's initiative five. Yeah. So basically this is an awful legion power dagger. Um, and people take those. They're very effective because you're wounding space Marines on fives anyway. So you might as well attack before space Marine yeah. and kill them before they kill you. You're crit fishing. Well, look at me using a war cry term. You're crit fishing, but in a positive way, negative I guess. Way. I don't know. All right. Anyway. Like, yeah, sort of the negative way. Narphagia. I, I, I kind of want to read the fluff for like five seconds. So it is a Narthaceum. So I love this. It's got many additional features, few of which appear to be of any aid to those injured on the battlefield. Yeah, it's the battle used field. to keep him alive, not others. Okay. <laughs> That's great, though. It reminds me of the old joke of like, a doctor keeps you alive. A medic makes you comfortable while you die. A little dark humor from the army. So at the end of each turn, if Maudrim uh, has less than his starting number of wounds, but has not been removed as a casualty and has joined a unit that has at least one other model with a Legion of Stars Night Lord special rule, the controller ploy may, on a roll of a D6 on a four plus, regain a wound lost early in the battle. If it regains a wound in this way, a model with the Night Lord special rule um, suffers a wound with yeah, no armor unit. save or damage mitigation roll yeah. allowed. Okay. Stupid question. Um, that, all, uh, that allows an invulnerable save or no? No, because it, it says no armor was, saves, yes, so you does. are allowed Yes, because it's an armor save, not an invulnerable save. Yes. Okay, okay, okay. That's fine. I, just, I always get, like, I always get choked up on that. Additionally, all models or infantry, cavalry in the unit gain feel no pain, five up special rule. Uh, models of the artillery subtype are not affected by this rule. Okay, yeah. So they get five up. Okay. And then unfit for command, he may never be selected as your army's warlord. All right, so, I mean, he's only 125 points. So he's an apothecary with the ability to heal himself. How much is an apothecary normally? Yeah. They're cheap, I know that. A base apothecary is 45. But they don't have a refractor field. If you want to look at the more fancy guy... Yeah, look at the Primus Medicaid. The Primus Medicaid. Yeah. It's a 60-point model. I want to say it's a 45-point upgrade? So that's already uh, what a hundred five points. I they c- probably come with a refractor field, um, and he's got a special weapon, so let's say ten points. So I mean, like, and he can heal himself. I mean, he's okay. I like him. He's not bad. Yeah, the pre- the Primus Medicaid is an extra forty five. If you right, am I crazy? No, he's that's a hundred five. So he's he's an extra twenty points over the Primus Medicaid. Pro- the Primus Medicaid is also considered a poor investment. Unless you have Terminators. You can remember, you could stick the purpose termi- uh, yeah. Medicaid with but Terminators. This guy's not, it doesn't have those same sort of restrictions, so he can um, go wherever he wants. Yeah, wherever he wants. I like him. He, I like him. He's, he's not funny. He's, he's good for what he does. He gives you yeah. your five-up feel, no pain, which is great. His weapon is his weapon's fine. No, no big problem with his weapon. And he can heal himself in a hilarious way by hurt damaging your own models. Oh, you don't need that. You don't need that arm. Yes. <laughs> He's a great little flavor piece. Yeah, like, it's like, you, like if, if you, you take them, you're not hurting yourself, hurting but if you don't take them, you're does. also not hurting yourself. Oh, yeah. You know what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know the phrase. Like, if you, you're not missing out anything if you don't take them, um, but you're also, like, it, it, not hurting yourself. It comes you down do, to you know points. I mean? Do you have yeah, spare he's, points, he's, and do you want to have a fun model? Absolutely. He's a fun model for the points. 
But if the points are getting tight, yeah, yeah he is a lot more expensive than maybe the other options for healing yeah. that you might be looking at. Hmm? On the on the offhand, though, Dave, l- l- like this is a, if you want to take a, an elite Primus Medicaid that can go into Terminator units, this is the person. Like, remember, th- th- putting an apothecary in in a Terminator unit. Oh, sorry, I should say Primus Medicaid in a yeah. Terminator unit is pretty damn good. So, I could see you true if your HQ slots are filled. True. Yes. He's a great alternative. Yeah, like, I, I take him with three HQs. That's not bad. Like I said, he's not bad. Like, I, I'm looking at him like, wow, he's... You know what he reminds me of? He reminds me of, like, the... um. I have to use this as an example. Like, the Lair Shield Captain from Custodes. You're not one hampering days, yourself by taking him. One of these days, but we you're have also to have you play yourself stuff by not taking him. Custodes, so you he's have just a, a different point of reference. Or yes. Mechanicum, or Demons, or... The last time I played a Legion nope, was the White Scars. I don't things. even think you remember me with them, Dave. Remember they were 10? Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember think I even tan. saw those Brett models, honestly. I really don't. Yeah, no, that was, that was my only Legion army. And then I sold them, and I, that was when I... That's I when think that's when I first bought Mechanicum. Over there. Yeah, that was the day. That was the day. No, but he's cool. I like him. He's He's neat. Literally, that's like the All perfect right, phrase for us. Uh, two people left. Uh, Steve, do you care which of these last two guys you talk about? Go for it. I'll take the next guy, I guess. So ne- next up, we have another HQ choice. Charon Ophion of the Chiroptera. He's the master of the Shroud and Eventide. Eh. Captain 39th Company, the Coward. Uh, 150 yeah. points. He has a full-blown yep. Praetor stat line, uh, but one less leadership because he's a coward, and one less save, only a three-up on him. Interesting. He has a Volkite Serpenta, a special weapon called Revenant, melt the bombs Frag and Crack Grenades, Power Armor, and a thing called the Bloody, Bloody Aegis. Um, is a unique character, independent character, Master of the Legion, Relentless, Stubborn, The Coward, he has a custom warlord trait, and he's a traitor. Um, if he's the warlord, he automatically has this warlord trait, aberrant bravery. Um, if you control fewer objectives than your opponent, this guy, any knight larger than 12, gains a stubborn special rule. In addition, um, you get to get an extra reaction in the movement phase. Oh, yeah. This is so situational. There's one there, mission with objective markers. Several of them have. I thought there was only Maybe one two? or two that don't. I think there's two. Oh. No, there's I think there's two that do. And then others mm, use tables. Yeah, so yeah, you might be right. I can take a look at that way. Yeah. That that that's exceptionally situational. Um it's neat. it's not good at all. Um, okay. The bloody Aegis, it is um it's basically it's a piece of it's armor that he made from the starship he used to command. Um Gives him a four pin vulnerable save, which comes a three up in close combat. Um, in a challenge, each hit roll of one made by the opponent um, results in a strength four hit against um, that model. Okay, so you roll one to hit and you get punished for it, like your enemy does. That's neat. Um, hmm. Is that before the reroll or after? Yeah, it's going to be after because the reroll replaces the original roll. Okay. Um, yeah, looking it up, there's only two missions that use objectives. So yeah, his warlord uh, trade is not good. Yeah, 
He has the coward, eh. so if he loses a wound, he gains feeling pain four up. <laughs> That's so great. When he has one wound left, it becomes a three up. If he gets down to one wound, what? yeah. Wait, I'm sorry, three up, feel no pain? Uh-huh. Jesus. Um, And then his custom weapon is uh, Revenant's uh, special chain weapon. It's got strength plus two, AP three, melee, shred, breaching five up, mastercrafted. So it's a one-handed chain glaive that's breaching on fives and mastercrafted. No. That's not a bad weapon. He's honestly not bad if you don't mind. But he doesn't have to be a warlord. warlord trait. Yeah. He's one of the first ones where warlord. I wouldn't make True. him my warlord. Yeah, because oh, then, then he, he won't take a trait. trait. Then you can take an actual good warlord trait, like making everyone I, have fear. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Honestly, put that. Take um, take Contacar, make them the warlord. Yeah. This guy's actually, hangs yeah. Out. That's not a bad way to do it because he does have Master of the Legion. Which the Kantakar was preventing you from getting a right of war. Now you still get yep. your right of war. And he's a three up save, but you get a guy who's actually in some ways pretty good. He's got a four up invul save, he gets a three up in close combat, and he can get himself a really good feel no pain. Just you know, don't go against someone who's gonna double you out in a challenge. But he he's a coward, so put someone else in. <laughs> yeah, he's I, I... Yep. He's ironically pretty good at fighting against power fists. Oh, because his invul, yeah. Because he has a three up invul. Yeah. Who cares if your armor's a three up? True. If your Although also he a won't up. get his other bonuses then if he gets killed. If you go against anything else, it's it's pretty good. Because he won't get his feel no pain, especially if he if he takes oh, his wound. That's true. Now that's true. he's got so... you know four up feel no pain or three up. Yeah. Oh yeah, and power fistle doesn't kill him. Um. Okay, so that, that, but even that then, he's still not bad because he's, he's got a, a breaching weapon on a five up with his good strength. It's, no, he wouldn't be bad against it, but I would be a little bit concerned there. Yeah, yeah. Bad bit. He, bad. He's cute. He's cute. <laughs> I like him. Like he's not bad. Like he's actually pretty for yeah. cool. Hundred fifty points is pretty cheap. Yeah, you, I'm, yeah. So like he's he's playable. He's absolutely so, playable. I'm almost thinking like. Night Lords almost want to take all three HQs, and then that fourth HQ. If you could take like the named the the na- all, like all named characters, take Sevenar, take Charon, take um oh wait, there's only two. <laughs> take some other HQ, and take um the Content Card and then the Apothecary. I think um, that's not bad. The reason why I don't think that would be good for them is they have they might not have their special consulars. But they have a lot of little ways to splice in uh, some points into units. And I think if you take too many of those specials, you're eating up so many of your points. Now I can't give my guys night vision or some of the other special rules that I might oh. want to. I do like the idea of taking these and the uh, content car. And those are your two HQs. And that also meets having a Terminator squad. So a, a nice and strong squad to actually do some work with. And keep uh, you know keep the rest a little cheap. Yeah, uh, he's fun. Don't take him as your warlord. He's a terrible warlord. I, I no, mean, I mean, he's yeah, a coward, take... so I can understand. Just don't take him as your warlord. He'll do you plenty good anywhere else. All right, and we we get ourselves to the the last uh, unit here. This is out of the legacies. That's where we've been reading the last few from. Uh, Acrid Thole. 
It's 185 points. He is the master of the cross of bone. He's the faceless prince. Um, huh. All right. So he's moved seven. He's got his weapon skill six, his blessing skill five. Staying four toughness four with his three wounds, initiative six. So better in a praetor in certain ways. Four attacks, very similar to up save. The big thing is the leadership eight. So he has a really bad leadership for an HQ unit. He's got a Ser uh, Serpenta. He's got a Flay Whip, a special weapon. He's got the Devil's Dew. He's got Artificial Armor and an Iron Halo. He's an independent character. He's got a Master of the Legion. He's relentless. Counterattack one. So pretty good either way. Especially with Initiative six. He's, he's swinging for a lot of people. He has Fear one. It's useful. He's a traitor and he has Valor's Shadow. So for Val Valor's Shadow, um, he may not be allocated wounds due to the precision strikes or precision special rule. In addition, when he's reduced to zero wounds, the controlling player must roll a d6. On a five up, he is still removed as a casualty, but does not count as being destroyed for the purpose of scoring victory points or achieving spe specific mission objectives. So you can't single him out. Hmm? Found your warlord. Yeah, that's I that's actually and he. Yeah, pretty much. He doesn't. He's unique. So he doesn't have a warlord trait. So you can take anything you want. He doesn't actually come with one base, at least so far. Maybe he's got a rule as we'll read down. Maybe he's got something stupid he does. But so far, yeah, he can't be singled out. And on a five up, he doesn't count for things like slaying the warlord. Um, his Nostraman uh, Flay Whip. It's strength of user. So that part's not too great for the moment. AP4. Uh, it's melee, breaching a six up. Electro Charge. Uh, web of Steel and Specialist Weapon. So Electro Charge. Any model that takes an unsaved wound from the weapon reduces its initial characteristic to one until the end of the controlling player's next turn. He grabs you with a whip. And Web of Steel. A model with a melee weapon with this special rule may choose to forfeit all of its normal acts, sorry, attacks, in order to make a single attack against each enemy model from a unit that is locked in combat with and within two inches of the wielder using the Flay Whip's profile. If this option is used, then it can, you cannot use the Electro Charge for unsaved wounds. So you can either do your normal attacks which for him would be three. Let's not assume a charge or anything crazy. And it's a special weapon, so you're not getting any bonuses. Or you can give up your three attacks and swing at, do the number of attacks as models within two inches of you, which depending on what you're fighting could potentially be a reasonable amount more. could actually be a lot if you get yourself really into the middle. Um, AP4 is kind of garbage. This guy does not... Uh, oh, no, he's got a better weapon. All right, he's got a Devil's Due. All right, so this is... That's your group weapon his other one's a power weapon the devils do it's strength plus two ap2 so here's your challenge weapon it's unwieldy has the rule of devils do it's a murder strike on a six up and master crafted devils do is if an enemy model in base contact with this model has its initiative reduced by the effects of any other weapon or special rule then this model may make a single additional attack against the enemy model the additional attack is made immediately before the enemy model would attack and uses the profile above. So, okay, wait. So, if you hit them with the other weapon and cause a wound, then you get to make an attack with this weapon. And it's right before mm -hmm. they would make an attack 
and you're hitting them with a plus two strength, so strength six, AP two. Murder strike on a six, but still. Hmm. How many points was this guy? 185? I want to say he was 185. Okay. I'm telling I you, man. No, 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 just no, take no. all the named HQs if, you, if they allow it. So you'd be running out of points. I am very middle of the road on this guy. Um, his counterattack is nice, so you should be getting the extra attack. Staying on five attacks. Fear one is good. Um, Valor's Shadow is useful because it's going to help him survive in a lot of ways. The combination of his weapons, I mean, his whip being AP4, like, you're not going to make that... Huh? But possibly 20 attacks. You're not getting... Possibly 20 attacks. How are you getting 20 attacks? Like, if you charge... If you charge a 20 man test, you think he's going to be within two inches of 20 guys? Squad? I don't know. <laughs> Everyone on the team. Yeah. No, no, no. no the, right. Distance wise, it's not, that won't work. work. Not at all. Um, it's still hilarious. I mean, yeah, he's not the one who takes the challenge or challenges, I don't think, because I don't think you do the. They set it up to be I'm going to go in a challenge. I'm going to hit you with my whip. Oh, you took a wound. I get to hit you with. Uh, the devils do. I get to hit you with uh, ha- okay, it's a hatchet. I get to hit you with my hatchet. Yeah, but you 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 get your armor save versus the first one, and if you fail, maybe on a six up, my murder strike takes you down. Otherwise, maybe I do another wound to you. Depending on what you are, you're not dead, or maybe if you only had one wound, the flayed whip already killed you anyway. Um, right, is, does anyone have better impression of this guy? I'm very ho hum on him. He's, he's, I agree with you though. In all in, in all of my joking, I, he's very of the road. options. He's not. I I'd, I'd rather take the coward than this guy. I would take the coward, Sevatar, and the apothecary. That those are like my top three. Now remember, each um, yes. master of the legion need a thousand points in your army. Okay, we're playing a three thousand point game then. That's normal. It is. It is. I'm just <laughs> you just letting you know. I, uh, that's a normal. That is a one thousand percent normal game. Right you there. want to be a larger game anyway. Otherwise, it's it's probably not going to be very good for you. If it's a smaller game, you're trying to run a uh, super points heavy in your HQ choices and all. Yeah, this guy's fine. His his protection stuff is fun. Not counting for certain things is fun. I just don't think he naturally gets the job done. For what you probably want to do with this army, he he feels somewhat defensive but also somewhat offensive but i don't think he excels in either and i would prefer him to kind of like sit in one side or the other like his first ability is somewhat defensive but his weapons are meant to be more offensive but i don't think they have the right amount of offense so i don't know if anyone else has stronger feelings or wants to tout this guy being greater decry him feel free Fun special yeah. rule of the Which whip. Is I neat. think that's all it's that a neat and cool really rule, but with him. I don't know. I'm, I'm not I'm not banking on it until we see Dan's uh things that have four up saves. Right now, when you're playing Space Marines, I'm I'm not thrilled with that. All right. That that does it for this this, this Legion that had almost like so not counting like reactions, warlord traits, essentially those things. When you think of units, it was three four it was just as many things outside of the book as in the book 
So let's let's uh, let's do some final thoughts. Yeah. So little side note. A little side note. A lot of people were scared when the book dropped, and they didn't see yeah. like a lot of the Night Lord shit, and people were like, "Oh my god, this sucks." Um. So I'm kind of glad that GW either already wrote this ahead of time, or at least like like saw what no, was it's, going it's on and was up. like. I don't yeah, think it's we fucked it's, up. Did they have Here's a all model? the rest of shit? Sevatar has a model. Conrad Kurz, of course, has a model, but Sevatar is the only other named character with a model in this army. That's the reason why I don't think they put the other ones in. They didn't want to put people in that either didn't have models or weren't going to have models in the reasonable near future, or they didn't plan on it. I don't think that's. I think that's why they put the other guys in. Here's a model. Yeah, think about it. Here's a model in your book oh, that I model. can't buy and that realistically you had no intention of coming out with maybe ever or maybe for a super long time. Yeah, they avoided that. Like the the uh, Dark Angels got one because the guy now is on pre-order, but he was a event exclusive model for like the last for a while now. So like you could get him and they talked about him. You knew he was going to happen. So he's in the book. The rest of them, not nah, if, if you're not getting a model. You don't you don't get in the book, so. All right, let's uh let's let's do some final final thoughts here. Who wants who has a thought? Who wants to go first? Oh yeah, they they play like the fluff. They only want to engage in fights that they know they're going to win, and they're not going to win it through brute force. They're going to win because they quietly stab you in the dark, or because there's more of them than there are of you. So it plays very true, very true to the Legion. Um. It's one of those armies where you could see where things work. It's just maneuvering to get them into position. I think they're great. I think it's a hundred percent viable legion to run with. I have to agree. I I think it's a good legion. Just the, no they're is. not as simple as Imperial Fist, but they still work. Yeah, no, it is. Um, they still work. They they just and in the outnumbering, you can go bulky and then still outnumber. They're just a really cool legion, and they're I, right now they have one of the strongest <laughs> characters right under, not counting um, that we've seen Primark. so far. In my mind, he's like um, under Sigismund and maybe tied with like maybe someone like Corswain or something like that. But he's he's right there, absolutely at the top. Well, remember Sigismund. The only reason Sigismund is That's the best, fine. he has that is rule. because of Eternal I, Warrior. It still counts having that <laughs> rule. It still counts. Yeah. Um, no, I know that's what they don't yeah. normally go through rights of war. I do want to discuss it really briefly. One of them, because I was looking at it, and Dan, you're going to love this because I know you didn't read it yet. Otherwise, you would have told us all about it. The Swift Blade, the effect, the first effect, I'll read it real fast. Um, oh, really? Using this right of war, you may take up to five HQ choices. Um, There's some other restrictions and stuff throughout. That's fine. Um, yeah. No one in particular is your warlord. They're kind of all your warlord, and there's some other stuff, but. You, you talked about wanting to take a whole bunch of HQs and all of that. One of your rights of war lets you take five. Yeah. I'm so happy. <laughs> yep. Basically, you're you're playing a biker gang in this right of war. You have to kill all those HQs to fill, like, slay the warlord and stuff like that. Um, yeah. That's, that's, that's amazing. The amount of the, I don't oh, think I know you know I've seen the it. smile on my face. But yeah, I I, I just looked because I wanted to just take a quick idea of what theirs did and if it really like was game altering. That one is reasonably game altering, of course. Um, 
I agree with everything you guys said. I think it absolutely fits their fluff. I think it is very interesting, the things they do. Um, do, do you feel they're a good army from the box? In other words, do you think that box supports them? Yeah. The fact that you get 10 Terminators and 40 Marines means yep. it's a great start because it's an army that depends on having bodies. Um, Terminators are slow. You have cool Terminator options. So you're going to use the Spartan. And maybe you won't use the Contemptor, like to the maximal effect with Legion rules. But so what? It's still a Contemptor, which is still an insanely good model. Um, yes, box the set works beautifully with these guys. Only thing I would say is somewhat of a downside to that. And let's hope GW addresses this later. This Legion to me wants some. Uh, bolt pistol arms and some chain arms, which they haven't really given us. Um, I think the Mark Threes or Fours might have some of that in there, but I haven't seen one yet because they all sold out and they're never giving them to me ever. Apparently, Even I agree. Just massive gun line squad yeah. works because the plus one the wound works at range. It's just, just whatever you do. I, I guess when I think when I think Night Lords, like that absolutely makes sense. I absolutely agree they can do that. I guess just like in my mind. Much like World Eaters, and World Eaters probably fit it better, but sort of like that. I just imagine a bunch of guys trying to rush at you and trying to terrify you. But yeah, shooting in that, I would absolutely do two 20 man tax squads, is the way I would build those if I was doing the 40. Um, and if you want to go into some special weapons, yeah, get some rotor cannons and all of that. But I, I think this army is going to be helped a lot when you can get appropriate jump packs easily and you can get some you know sword arms and all but they're fun though you know if, if you if you are one of more of the dark proclivities you'll enjoy these take guys five there you go just take five hqs live life i don't know the other no, there's some other restrictions has to be primary um yeah. you cannot so you cannot take any model whose rules state it must be the army's warlord. So, like, you can't take the Primarch because it says he has to be a warlord. So, if someone says they must be a warlord, you can't. And you cannot include one or more models with the heavy, bombard, slow, super heavy artillery unit subtypes. So, some restrictions, but nothing that would be bothering you in the beginning of playing the game. But, yeah, you can take a whole bunch of them. At bigger points, you'll miss it. You'll miss the the super heavy and slow units at big points. Yep, yep, true. That's the one um, thing. No cataphracty because no heavy. I think the other parts are you're probably fine with, but the cataphracty will hurt because they're the ones in the box. Although they're selling them separate and they're selling the Tartaros separate. So if you are going with these guys, they have some guys who are Tartaros, and Tartaros are coming out in a week from the time of this. Or sorry, two weeks from the time of this recording. Quick question: Are they um ten men? Are they, yeah, uh, Terminators are 10 men, or 20 men? Marines are 20. 10 okay. men. Yeah. Heavy, bigger armor means you can't fit as many guys in there. And it's a Karen. I'm excited about that. Oh, the Sakaran's good. Oh, God. I really hope that they what? release, like, plastic. I, I know they won't. I know they won't. They will. But I kind of hope they release plastic top to the Sakaran because the I Omega is they will. So or I think they're going to do the same way they did with um, the Leviathan. There's going to be a separate kit that has a different top and then they're going to sell the top separate it's in the book there's the thing like it's in the main book 
I imagine it has to because it's its own entry. It's not like, oh, it's, you know, here's um, your Kratos. Okay, when you look at your Kratos, your Kratos lists all three weapons and you can swap them out. If you look at Sakaran with the Omega Plasma Array or whatever it is, that's a separate page. That's a separate entry. So to me, it's going to just be a separate box. They'll probably sell the top stiff separately that you can kind of like buy, but... And then we've seen some prices, although we've only seen it in pounds. So we'll have to wait and see what they actually do when they put it into dollars. I'm hoping the conversion is real. That always freaks me out because they, no. yeah, yeah, they don't convert like as per the market. But I'm curious. They convert as per whatever the fuck they want to yeah. do. Well, I'm curious. I haven't done it be, yet. And I'm having it in front of me quickly. Um, we know the prices they had for certain other things in pounds. I'm curious. Will that stay consistent? So if it was blank pounds to dollars and that was a whatever the rate was, will this new stuff be the same rate? Or maybe, I mean, hopefully maybe it's better. I know at least in pounds, none of it's that bad. It's actually pretty good, all things considered. This Karen's in pounds were actually a little cheaper than you would think, maybe. At least in pounds. Who knows what they're going to do in dollars? They could, they could really uh, hurt us a lot. Or if they want to send us something, they're more than welcome to, but they don't. GW doesn't listen to us. Not yet. GW. Yeah. I mean, hint, I'll review stuff, hint, but now nah, we... Wink, they, wink. We're not, we're not popular Shit. enough yet. So if more people listen, we might get free stuff, which would be cool. And then we can tell you the good and bad of it. No. Um, which Dan will get none of because he has special... I'd love to special see snowflake demon. armies. Since you have all that different stuff. It will. Your next book is what? End Doesn't of... It'll come uh, out? End of the year. Out? No, Mechanical, yeah, I know Mechanical you're getting in two weeks. Mechanical. The other book, it's what's supposed to be like November, December? October. No, it was like October. Okay. Is it October or November? I getting, can't remember. Are you going to do the hardcover book or are you going to do the digital? Is it October? <laughs> I hate to say it like this. I might just do both. <laughs> I hate I my wallet. Sounds... I don't want it to hurt. No, no, it sounds, okay, so it sounds stupid, but... No, no, I hate my wallet. Mm. No, because I like the hardcover because I like collecting. You know what I mean? Like I like having the hardcover, especially if like people. Now I want now that not COVID's yeah. not over, but like I I can allow people to come back to my house and play. Um, I like having the hardcover there because it's yeah. easier to read than electronic because I'm right at home. You know what I mean? But I don't want to lug around the black book to the I, to the hobby I, shop because that's been like an taking extra thing my to carry actual in, you know work I mean? bag with me to play games. Because I have the rule book. I have the Libra Stardis book. I'll also put my dice and all the other stuff in there. So, I mean, I'm, it's, it's my models and my work bag coming with me everywhere. It is. And yeah, it does. Yeah. It sucks. It, it, yeah. There's no nice way to say this. It kind of just it sucks. It would have been nice. <laughs> to some extent, I probably understand why they did it. But it would have been nice if the digital was ready for the day one as well with the others. Because I absolutely would have went digital for the Libra book. Maybe later I would have picked up the hardcover. I went digital originally just so I can carry less stuff. I would have loved, on a side note, I would have loved for them to just release. Um, absolutely. That's what I think it should have been. Like digital day one. You know what I mean? I mean? It's crazy that it wasn't. Yeah. Like. Uh, right, that gets us through seven legions. That means we have 11 more to go. <laughs> but we're getting there with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not almost we're done. done. We're not even halfway done yet. Yeah, it's good. we're almost done. We are working on that. And at least for the next bit, when we're able to hopefully do these two a week, <laughs> we can actually get through them in a reasonable amount of time and then start getting back to some of the other stuff we used to do, which would be 
which would be nice, but to not marathon these. All right. I think, uh, hmm. Wait, when they come out, we will. Um, we have to do we absolutely will. We can, we can do a little special thing for once they're out. We'll make sure we give it actually with that. I mean, we talked about the play test, so we might be able to talk about them pretty fast in terms of, um, because normally you want to wait a little bit to try them out. Exactly, play them, but since we talked about the playtest yep. and you've been using them, once you fully digested how they're different, we can discuss it. And that might, that will probably be a shorter discussion because they're like, don't worry, there's probably exactly. tons of units in there. But like for the average person, they probably don't necessarily need every little thing gone over in as much detail. So we can maybe take a little bit of liberties with the way we talk about it. Or if it's big enough, we do it in some pieces. We do it in a way that's useful. Especially because it might be an army that people aren't used to. Especially if you're one of these new players. So I know um, I know at least at Red Seal where I've been playing. Not so much Maplewood, because a bunch of us there have either had it or were much more experienced. But a lot of the guys there, this is either their first bit of GW or maybe like, oh, they played some ninth and now they're going back to this and all. Starting one of these. So a lot of them wouldn't have seen anything like Mechanicum before where it's a very different army. So it might be worthwhile to go through that and, and kind of discuss a lot more, especially how to play them and specifically how to fight against them because they might be a bit of a spoiler for people who aren't used to what they're going to do. But in, in two weeks. So in two weeks when mm -hmm. that comes out, we will record something about them. We'll see what we should start with. And if people have suggestions, feel free to leave comments on the YouTube of what you might want to hear about them first, or you can leave it on the... Um, the the video we did related to Mechanicum already, but we'll do something once they're out. Once once Stan has it in his hands, but you'll have to do a lot of talking because I know I'm I don't know what they're doing digital. If it's a good price, I'll pick it up. Otherwise, we're gonna lay on you. You're actually my goodness. so they were my first 30k army, but they were my technically my I, sh yeah. I shouldn't say they were my first, but not my first. I don't know if that makes any sense. Like White Scars were my first, but I didn't really play them. Mechanicum was legitimately the first one I purchased. Painted by myself, modeled yeah. by myself, like actually put in effort. You know what I mean? So I'm actually excited. I'm, I'm actually excited to see these guys as I'm building 30 fucking Myrmidons. And the reason I'm saying that is because I forgot Ooh, how much yeah, I hate glue. Oh, yeah, because it's resin. So you can't even, usually, most of it, you can't plastic glue yes. where you can get like that good tack to it. And you want to take a wild guess how short these arms are? They're half the size of a Space Marine arm. That because they're not a full arm, they're little tiny segmented arms. That is it true. Is. You did I, this I to yourself. What this. you sew. Bro, I, I'm gonna send a picture to you after this podcast is over and you finish recording. I'm gonna send a picture to you and you put, show, put at the end of the show how much you laughed at my misery. It's bad. It's or just look at Mermaid on Secutors. Give the give the viewers one last laugh. L viewers if, or, or listeners, if you're listening, just Google Myrmidon Secutors, right? And then look at the teeny tiny arms that are grasping the power axes that they have. And Lord have that. With that, yep. I'm out. <laughs> and with that, ladies and gentlemen, I'll, close that out. I'll leave you All with right, that. Stop it there. Let me stop it over here. And that'll do it for us tonight. As always, I do want to thank anyone and everyone who does listen. Uh, remember, if you want to reach out to us or have any comments or anything like that, one, the YouTube's a great spot to do that. We all do check it, and I try to make sure I respond back to anything put there. We also do have our email, terrainkickersnj at gmail.com. Um, for the next episode, the plan is to continue the series we're currently doing, so that would put us to Blood Angels.
We also have at least one of the episodes for next week. We'll be continuing going through the legions. But after that, we'll actually get the drop for the Libra Mechanicum book. And our goal for that is to be able to have something to you as close to day one as we can, discussing it and especially comparing it to the coverage we did of the leaks that we have. And then we also want to be able to actually get some battle reports to you guys. Um, our first one will probably be with the new Mechanicum book. That's the thought. Um, it's probably going to be a little, you know, not not the cleanest put together one, but we figure it gets something new out, gets people to see it, and gives us a good starting off point to be able to therefore improve, you know, after that point. Well, on behalf of everyone here at the show, have some good hobbying and some great gaming. <laughs>